morning, everybody. Welcome. Thanks for joining us. RC After Hours back in the studio after a couple weeks off and a holiday. Thanks for joining us. Come hang out on Facebook Live. We're going to have a good time. Great show. It's going to be fun. I got Mike Coolins back, finally back in the I studio Hello, after a long hiatus. So lots to talk about today. We're going to give some product away. Should be a fun show. Uh, so heck, let's get rolling with it. Hop on Facebook. Come on in. Get some questions going. Uh, we'd love to interact with everybody. And uh, we'll get this show uh, rolling. So, as I said, Mike Cohen's finally back out of the deer stand, back in the studio. He filled up my freezer. I really appreciate that. <laughs> Feels uh, great. I'm, I'm glad so to have you back, buddy. This is awesome. Uh, long overdue. I know. I know. <laughs> I was trying to make it on last week, and I had some uh, kidney stones to deal oh, with. Oh, man. Emergency room we could have drug you in here. <laughs> Gave you some morphine. Oh, we could have had you in I here. Had morphine, a lot oh, of drip going. I was doing good. No problem. <laughs> and uh, as always, in the great white north up there, uh, Andre Russo. It's white. Yes. It's white. <laughs> it's great. And jo- joining us today, our special guest uh, from a company we love dearly because they really help out the show. The show. All the way down south and somewhere around the Sarasota area, we have Jay McKinnis from Get FPV. Welcome, Jay. Hey, guys. Thanks for having us. No problem. Thanks for sponsoring us. Oh, yeah. So Jay is in Florida sitting outside doing the podcast with us. We are so jealous right now. So jealous. Um, Real real quick before we get into it, uh, I'm just going to plug a little bit here. Please go check out GetFPV.com. They are really helping us out. Hopefully, we're doing the same with them yeah, and helping, helping them out and promoting GetFPV. Um, but go check them out on their daily deals. We're going to talk a lot about their holiday deals coming up. They, I don't know how these guys do it. They're always having deals, whether, you know, daily deals or Christmas deals or Black Friday deals or, or whatever. promo code. or <laughs> Yeah. So go check them out. The best thing about Get FPV, and you know, Mike, because we have an IX12 sitting right here in the studio that we ordered from Get FPV. In September. I've been opening this in September. I've been deer hunting. (laughs) And the greatest thing with that, Mike, is you know, you order it. It's shipped out that day. And within a a day or two, it's on your doorstep. I couldn't believe how quick that came. It was awesome. So, And most orders are free shipping out the door over $60 and Jay what we like to promote too is we have a ton of international listeners so we think it's awesome that now you have DHL shipping for all our international listeners and they can get get FPV products so we'll talk a lot more about that later uh, Jay so fill us in a little bit uh, who you are what you do at get FPV um, we're always interested and curious on what you like to fly or, or you know, what's in your wheelhouse at this sure. point. We know things, especially in the quad uh, part of it, it changes, seems like, daily almost. So uh, just fill us in a little bit on uh, who you are and what you like to do. Well, uh, right on. So thanks, guys, again for having me. Um, I've been flying for about four and a half years, maybe like just over four Um and oh, lost the screen there. Can you guys still hear me all right? Oh, yeah, you're good. We put you on the big screen, so you're good. Oh, cool. <laughs> all right, thanks, guys. Look weird on mine. <laughs> Don't worry. But anyway, so I started here about uh, three and a half years ago. I was uh, I didn't even know Get FPV was in Sarasota, honestly. I just oh, wow. always ordered. Stuff was just coming at my doorstep. And then one day I looked and was like, it's in Sarasota. And that, that same day that I noticed that, I was going through Walmart, and uh, a guy was wearing a Lumineer shirt. 
And I just had to stop him, say what was up. And then it turned out he was our former uh, director of operations. So I was like, hmm, I need a part-time gig. So I <laughs> came in uh, that weekend, started packing some boxes and, uh, you know, I never left. Um, and you know, this place is really, uh, not only showing me like how much this industry can grow, but just like how much you can individually grow in a hobby. It's, uh, it's really cool. And this place has been able to facilitate like some really awesome stuff. And, you know, yeah, it's, uh, it's been a blast for sure. Uh, I, I think, you know, it seemed like in the last, I'd say two years, like get FPV has just exploded. Like they've seemed like they've gotten so big in the last couple of years. Yeah, I, I think a really big thing that's helped is just, you know, being involved with like individual racing clubs and things like that on a smaller scale and letting, you know, just excellent customer service and always having, you know, that that guaranteed shipping time and mm-hmm. just treating people, you know, treating them right, I think really has just kind of, you know, helped it flourish into the awesome stuff that it is now. And, right. uh so now being in, in social media and online marketing, I can kind of, I don't want to say steer it, but kind of just help it, you know, drive on the course it is and let it naturally, you know, grow into you know, hopefully one of the, you know, big extreme sport kind of things that we kind of want it to go to. Mm-hmm. You know, I think not only racing, but, but, you know, freestyle events are starting to become a thing and you know, just more workshops, things like that all around. Mm-hmm. And I think there's a lot of, so a lot of great companies kind of just coming on the forefront of all, you know, the other government nonsense that can be involved in our hobby. Right. But just kind of, you know, spearheading that on and then still keeping the, you know, consumer based, everything happy as well. Yeah. And, uh, good rest. since you touched on the government a little bit, uh, I don't know how much, you know, or maybe, you know, you can elaborate on, but has this new tariff taxes, uh, really hit you guys much yet? Or do you think it is down the road or how much can you talk about that? Um, I mean, honestly, in marketing, I don't really know too much about it. I just know like what is happening kind of, and then just, I don't want to say making it easier for the public to like palette, but just kind of just trying to clean it up. I mean, as, as far as like we, we did start that 2.9% and it, it did, you know, it was pretty much unnoticed. You know, there's always, you know, whether it's something big or small, there's always, you know, going to be something that just leaves a bad taste in the mouth. But you know, mm-hmm. we've always had, we've always been running other coupons and things like that at the same time. So it kind of just negates the whole thing anyway. Um, you know, for the consumer. Mm-hmm. Um, but then on the business side of it, we haven't. Uh, I think I don't remember the exact date that we stopped it, but haven't put it back up or anything like that. And we haven't heard anything about it that we've taken it off. So it's just been uh, one of those things. Right, right. I would say probably when you heard about it, though, you had to be pretty concerned at first, like, oh, man. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, there was a lot of things on those lists that were like, no, oh, that's going to be part of ESCs and this and that. Yeah, and yeah. So it was, it was a little bit weird, but then, you know, we've got, you know, Tim and everyone else, like, up high in the company that are just, you know, I don't want to say better with legal stuff, but mm-hmm. definitely more, more, you know, I don't want to say trained either, but they're just better with it. Yeah. So they've just been, you know, kind of you know, leading it and kind of driving it in a way that hopefully on the consumer level, it's not even noticed. You know, hopefully right. it's something that changes. And I don't know what will happen with all the importing and everything like that in the next years. But Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, we got our, <laughs> we got our first question coming in already uh, from Mike Finley. He wanted to know if he purchased uh, the Falcon FPV goggles, if you guys would stand behind them. I'm not um, sure I mean, what he's talking about. <laughs> yeah, any anything that's purchased from us, I mean, we always have our customer service guarantees. Mm-hmm. You know, like if it's within and it's it's a manufacturing defect, you know, we'll definitely just take an email to support at getfpv.com. Okay, and the guys will get it. Get an RMA started right away. You know, mm-hmm. if you know, well, uh, it's electronics. Like, you know, they always yes. they always tease me at work. RMA stands for really Mike again. <laughs> Not return material yeah. authorization. Yeah. I'm always returning things with my work for our friends. Oh, oh my god, that's a new T-shirt. That, that, oh, that, yeah. that's, that's bad, guys. I'm like, I really don't want to be that guy that's returning <laughs> everything for warranty repair or whatever. Oh, that's funny. Um, I'm writing that down, Mike. Yeah, we're writing that down. <laughs> Just threw myself under the bus. Um, Yeah, to answer Mike, that yes, technical wise and no problem. That's that's just one thing that that's our customer service guarantees. Yeah, Uh, most of us fly, so we we get it. You know, sometimes stuff just doesn't work or yep 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 absolutely. Uh, Jay, I want your opinion. We we had a talk. Probably maybe a couple months ago, big discussion about uh, the FPV, you know, with the, what the FA is going to do and this and that and on and on. Um, we thought maybe that the FPV and the quad stuff started to, how I don't want to say decline, but maybe kind of leveled out a little bit and, and you know, it seems to be to, to us looking at it is, is leveled out. But obviously, you and where you work and everything is—are we way off base here, or do you think it's actually still continuing to grow and maybe just moving in a different direction, or are we just off base with what the FPV and you know the quad community what it's doing out there at this point? Um, so I think like individually, some people were getting burnt out and things like that, and those people had a bigger voice. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that that can kind of you know steer like a, a social atmosphere of it and stuff. But mm-hmm. as far as like, you know, orders and stuff like that, everybody's still, that's fine. is still wrecking and, and getting a lot of stuff. But, you know, I think a lot of people are, are more taking like, um, you know, a little slower approach to getting into it mm-hmm. instead of just like, you know, getting a, a lot of cheaper stuff and then just, uh, why doesn't anything work kind of thing? Yeah. Instead people are doing, you know, more like, you know, workshops and like online stuff. And of course, like just emailing us and we got people that call and talk for way too long sometimes, <laughs> ask all those questions. But, you know, some of, some of the bigger names in FPV all started off just calling customer support and asking questions, you know, and mm-hmm. they, they grew like that. And I, I think a lot of people are starting to go a little bit more of that, like methodic kind of way about it and, getting maybe I don't want to say slower into it but definitely taking their time little by bite by bite kind of thing right uh the other thing I kind of noticed I wanted you to touch a little bit on this too it seemed like there for uh I don't know maybe the last year uh everything started going smaller 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 and smaller where we're getting down you know below these five four three inch quads and I don't know if we've we've reached that limit now and and things I, I'm starting to see now is people going back to the bigger quads, you know, the seven inch quads or, or you know, five, six, seven. And it seems to be reversing. Uh, is there a reason yeah. for that? Or, you know, because I personally, my thing was I like the smaller quads for one. Obviously, they were way cheaper. 
Uh, mm-hmm. For me, a little easier to fly. I can fly in my backyard, tighter like spaces. Size? Well, not or, or you know the like the torrent one ten okay. stuff okay. like that. Um, but and and the cost thing was big with me too. You know, the smaller quads were cheaper, easier to fix. Uh, obviously, they didn't break yeah. as much when you crash. But now it seems like they're going back to the bigger ones. Do you do you know why? Is there a reason behind that? Or I I think a big part of it was like the two hundred fifty gram just like cut off like registration with the FAA and stuff like that. A mm-hmm. lot of people were like, well, if I keep it under that, and then they weren't worrying about you know the BTX and everything like that. Uh-huh. If they were under power, they would just they thought they were just good to go. But then people started doing their homework and stuff and realized it's it's nothing to get you know do everything properly and, and all that. So a lot more classes were, you know, developed and stuff like that online and all those apps that are awesome for, you know, your ham and mm-hmm. all the other kind of 107 type free apps. Now you can go and basically study that up for a week or two and you can go and be a professional 107 in no time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it's kind of growing back towards, you know, the seven inch, 10 inch or X class. Everything is because it's starting to become, well, one, the ESCs aren't like 300 bucks a pop anymore. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, it's just getting, I want to say like more acceptable to see a drone flying around uh-huh. in a lot of places. Like if you were to see a five inch or six inch six S rig flying around a park, it's going to sound like somebody's killing an animal or something. You know, it's just the biggest, loudest thing you can think of. But then like the three inch, you know, it's, it's cute and it can still fly like a five inch. And I think, Somewhere in between like three and like seven inches is a pretty good spot. You know, keeping them still light enough where they're not going to barrel through, you know, whatever they want and keep flying. Right. But, you know, they're they're still fun enough that you can whip them around and make them do what we love. <laughs> hmm. uh, go, did you have a question, Andre? I did, actually. Go ahead. Go ahead. When a lot of this was going on and, and the push was for sub 250, um, did you see a lot of development in the smaller stuff, which took away from the, the bigger development? And I'm wondering if there's a reversal of that now where the, the larger size quads are, develop, are are benefiting from the miniaturization even further. I mean, we've seen this in the trend, yeah. obviously, through the industry, but can you speak to that? Yeah, absolutely. So like the 20 by 20 stacks are, are getting to be like just the new standard for everything. And I, I think that's, you know, one good for just keeping noise down and everything like that. And also it just, it can keep everything nice and tight in there. But, you know, I definitely like that push helped us like as developing and everything like that was like, well, we can do a lot more with the smaller stuff. So there became, I don't want to say more of a market, but there was just more diversity in that market, I guess, available. And that kind of helped everyone get more creative on all sizes. Yeah, it's interesting because uh, we uh, one of our other co-host friends, David Mindestall, the uh, the the tricopter king. king uh, years ago, we hated the idea of like consolidating ESCs into a bundle and stuff because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, the cost if something goes down. But um, do you see the numbers supporting that where where everything is on a board, like versus people buying individual four ESCs to you know because it's probably easier just to have a spare on hand, or is is just got to the point where value for dollars is I'm going to buy that twenty by twenty combo and and rock it. Um, I I think it's really uh, still like kind of pick your own poison thing. Some people are just rock steady nostalgia and they want those four ESCs on the arm and you know everything like that. But I, it's it's 
a personal preference thing. And now most flight controllers do have extra UARTs and stuff available where like if you do have a four in one and you're out at a race and you're on your last stack and you have a single ESC, you can still, you know, run it from that and use you know, five ESCs on front of this four if the okay. one dies out or whatever. But that's, that's like the last ditch scenario kind of thing. But hmm. for me, I ride four in ones cause it, it just keeps everything nice and clean and, Oh yeah. <laughs> so for our audio listeners, can you actually describe what you're what you're showing us? Yeah, so this is the QAVR. Uh, I ride it on 6S. Uh, these are the Zylo 2207 1750s. Um, I ride a little bit weaker props just for um, you know easiness on the battery. I like to kind of just cruise more than anything. So these are the 5.1 by 3.1 HQs. Um, also Popo, but I've just been riding these motors since. Like, since they sent them to us the prototype and I just haven't changed over to we got the Popo Pro version of them now um, but I just haven't made a switch on my main flyer but that is pretty much what I'm I'm flying is I love these Zyla motors they're just stupid I don't want to say indestructible but for me flying like bandos and stuff like that I like to have that little extra space you know so if you do kind of gang her up a little bit she's not just going to totally seize it up or anything like that and of course, I am a huge fan of Popo. All you need is anything like a, a 1.5 or something like that and just push it in to press the button. I've seen people like use their pocket little uh, on a Swiss Army knife. They got the oh, yeah. uh, the hard plastic toothpick. They've used it on it. And Wow. I know a lot of people still have like that stigma. You know, it's something new. It's, you know, whatever. But yeah. until they try it and, you know, tear it through some trees and it doesn't fail. And they'll be like, oh. Okay. Wow. Uh, that brings me up to a question with Popo. Like when we heard about this and, and this came public and how big of a game changer is that? And of course, now we're seeing all, a lot of the other motor manufacturers using that. How big was that for you guys? It was huge. Um, Tim and the guys had it in development for a long time and, you know, they just, they wanted to get it perfect. And the first original Popo, like it was just amazing. Like, just being able to go from, you know, a minute and a half, two minutes to a change of props to some people were getting like 20 seconds and stuff. Like I'm, I'm too fidgety. Like it'll take like 30, 40. So, but you know, you don't have to worry about that. If you drop that one prop nut in the sand or something like yes. that or whatever around the beach, you know, it's, it's not gone. You know, you just right. start pushing on and twist. Yeah. It's good. Uh, Andre just brought up a fantastic point. Do you see this? Uh, have you had any manufacturers uh, where this is going to swing over to the airplane side of things? That I haven't heard too much of, um, but I'll I don't. Test it. I <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I, I, it would make sense. Yeah, Perfect realistically, sense. Yeah. for you know, especially say you got you know one of them super high speed planes. We we just had this instance uh, last week flying a, a v, uh, E Flight V nine hundred. About it seemed like every other landing, it was, you know, blowing the prop off of it. Yeah. You know, pull the nose cone off, pop the prop off, pop a new one on, and boom, you're 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 ready to go. Not only that, but it'd be easier to well change out for to see which one performs. Oh yeah, too, yeah, to, that's good. Stuff. That's I a good point. Sometimes too. you might find something that works better. For All right, you write this down. <laughs> RC, RC after hours new. Yeah. yeah. So, so the, the question for the question then is. Um, I wonder on a wing because you're mounting the prop backwards, right? To the motor. 
So the uh, you know the it, and oh, you guys mount it yeah, with obviously with the the numbers everything facing up right in the sense of a wing it's going to be going on towards in. the motor. It Will it still in? hold if you put the prop on upside down? Does it lock in? I've accidentally put them on upside down. It's <laughs> a must. <laughs> Why is um, not, you know what? We've and, all done it at least once. Yes. <laughs> yeah. No, it, it flew. It, it still flew somehow, but I mean, the motor was stupid hot and there was, it didn't have any punch. But, yeah, but it locked on I mean, though. So. Yeah. So the, uh, the mechanism still engaged and everything, sure. but I, I don't see why not. You know, they can definitely make something that can work. We can see what we can cook up in the lab. I mean, because because so much of our small airplanes, so much, so many of our wings, they all yeah. run twenty two oh fives, or or they yeah. all run multi rotor motors. I exactly. Mean, this is, yeah. It's funny because you know, as a wing guy, sometimes it, well, not all. It's, it's all it's all quad technology. Mm-hmm. That's awesome yeah. because it's so much smaller. You sit there and go, "How is this ESC <laughs> the same power as this <laughs> ESC? Yeah. You know, yeah. how is yeah. this possible?" Yes. <laughs> We, we love yeah. that. We love the fact that all this technology that's been put in, all this R&D that you guys do at GetFB, it all benefits everybody. So, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, And a lot of people are rocking the flight controllers or the, uh, especially the power boards, right? The the, the, the yeah. suited power boards for your FPB, your ESC, yeah. your receiver, everything. Yeah. Everything in one game. Yeah. And that's all like uh, 2020 stack now, too. So it's like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's the way to do it's, it. Uh, it's and it's um, a lot of a lot of benefit comes into for from for, for things like redundancy. Uh, you know, you're not just driving power to your system from your ESC. So if your ESC goes out because you're being like crazy and running it on 4S or 6S, uh, you still can actually try and land this thing. You don't lose your FPV instantly. You know, because everything's being powered through the battery to the board, and it's 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 nice. It's really nice having yeah. some of those fail safes from our point of view. Yeah. Exactly. So, so is the six cell the new four cell? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, I think so personally. Like when I made the switch, I was really hesitant. Uh-huh. Like I was like, oh, I got to change the motors and stuff like this. And of course, you know, a lot of it is buying the batteries and stuff initially. But right. I was at a point where I'd gone through like probably eight four S batteries in like a weekend, mm-hmm. and I was like, well, I'm down to like three batteries anyway. Yeah, so I was like. I got to re up. So it was at that time. And then I tried these Xylos, the 1750s, like back in, I think, August or September. And I've never bought a 4S battery since. I just used the last couple I had for my goggles, and that's it. <laughs> wow. I mean, between these ducted fan jets and now the quads, I mean, <laughs> six cell, it just might as well. I have to change my whole battery. Yeah, I know. I know. And okay. all your charge equipment to yeah. handle the success. Oh, so, right. what size success do you fly off then? Uh, these are uh, the twelve fifties from Zylo, and for me, it's like a perfect form factor because it's still really light. It's like almost the same weight as like a fifteen hundred four S. Okay, it's, you know, it's not a big old brick. Yeah, just two more stacks on it. So yeah, exactly. Oh, and now the chemicals are getting better. The packs are getting smaller, and C ratings are staying the same. So it's starting to get crazy wow but so that, wondering when we're going to uh 8f or something. oh my gosh don't 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 start that yet i'm not ready for that yet uh so that leads me into my other question you know we've just obviously seen you know from four now we're going into sex or sex oh my gosh sex. Wow. 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 i'm out of here, yeah. out of here. <laughs> this is the rc after hour show uh after dark yeah. i'm out of here uh, 
Um, How about we play checkers? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All right, let me try this again. Jay, where do you see some of the technology going here coming up in the future? And not only that, but like, where's the industry going? Uh, You know, briefly, we talked a little bit about um, freestyle or the racing, or do you see something else coming in? I mean, what what are we, what's going on here with the industry? How's it changing? And what do you see coming down the pike? I think something really cool would be like more, you know, like old go-kart tracks and stuff like that used to be like the weekend thing. Mm -hmm. And you'd go there with your friends, whatever, and just, just hang out and do your thing. I think something like that can happen for, for FPV, you know, whether if it's you want to race or, you know, just do freestyle with your buds and have, you know, like point tracking systems and stuff like that people are, are working on now. And I think something like that can really grow. And if that can be done in a controlled environment, you know, no matter which direction the FAA and FCC go, I think we can you know, be in, in good quarters with that. Hmm. But depending on which way they go, it could be anything. I, I think a really cool thing is it could stay, you know, be status quo and grow into something like motocross where it's, it's known just like a family name, you know, worldwide, mm-hmm. or it can be, you know, even bigger, like formula one and stuff like that, where it's, it's a little more specialized and, and stuff like that. But I think as, as like industrial sides and everything like that are, are making drones more, you know, just common. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to go, it's going to grow into something where, you know, like the kids are going to be, uh, you know, doing it. And, you know, like you see these eight, 10 year old kids now, like they're playing a simulator, like they're just ripping around. Like it's nothing. It's like, huh? right. I tried. Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, know, they're taking over the racing scene. Yes, for sure. There's no doubt about it. I think what was the last I looked, was it a 14 year old? Matter of fact, it was uh, Andre's relative, a Russo that won the one. <laughs> Remember that uh, one, uh, you know, I, th- I can't remember how old he was, like 14 or maybe 16 or something, won the last uh, competition or something. Um, but what about the technology? What do you see coming down the pike? Anything big or do you see changes coming? I mean, I, I think the technology has slowed down and leveled out a little bit, but obviously it still seems like every six months something gets better or bigger or whatever. What do you what do you see coming here uh, within the next year or so? I, I really think everything is going to get smarter and faster and smaller. Oh my I, gosh. I that's <laughs> that's going to be, cause I mean, if you look into, to, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. If you look at your phones and stuff like that, you know, mm-hmm. four years ago, having, having eight processors in your phone wasn't, wasn't even heard of, you know, right. like there's more, more tech than that than landed on the moon. It's like, and I think that's kind of where FPV is at now. It's like, do we stay with the same level of all the kind of chipsets and stuff that we've been using or is, or is somebody going to figure out what's next? I mean, like, you know, those big IP, IBM drones and stuff that they used at the Super Bowl and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Those all had thousand dollar processors in them and stuff like that talking to each other. Right. But I think if, you know, something like this can, can get cheaper, then why not everything else? 
Yeah. Um, how about goggle technology? It seems like in the FPV world, the goggle technology really hasn't, I mean, it has gotten better a little bit here and there with the HD and everything, but do you see anything with that getting better as far as in maybe even like the links that like, just for an instance, the DJI stuff, you know, what they have as far as the HD and their links and getting the, uh, the output in the, the, the range do you see any of that coming down to the the normal quad FPV stuff anytime soon? Um, so as far as like HD and stuff mm-hmm. like that for yeah. for video, it, it's still just very hard to get that much information thrown around in a in a usable fashion for racing and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like um, uh, you guys have seen like uh, live streaming events now from the Connex system and stuff like that. Like yes, Johnny FPV the drift events like we've done that with some water skiing and, and whatnot but i i think that i don't want to say is as good as it's going to get but i think it's going to take somebody really trying to change the game to do anything like that mm-hmm. or we'll just keep the recording systems at an ultra high you know 4k 5k thing and then everything else can still be on our analog mm-hmm. but yeah. I ride FPV I ride 3D, the, <laughs> FPV multiple cameras, yeah. and things. That, that that was the thing that that happened. Um, was, I remember when I first started, like I was picking and packing, and somebody ordered, like I think there was Skyview or something like that. How you had their Blackbird or some two camera system, and it was just wild. It had like its own processor on board to throw it at the VTX, and wow. by the time you got you got it, like five seconds later in your goggles and <laughs> better be in a big open field yeah. Yeah, yeah. That, that, or you know you hear this big nah. crash and five seconds later you're like oh tree yeah you better have your hovering oh, yeah. skills really honed in <laughs> yeah. exactly. oh man that surprises me that we haven't seen digital transmission yet i agree uh, it, 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 you know, we were, this was something I think we talked about last year, and I'm surprised yeah. we still haven't seen anybody really come out and try something yet. Uh, just to, just to make, go, go from the analog to the digital for the transmission, just to like, I mean, like we did with the radios, but yeah, um, it surprises me. I, I mean, I that agree. has to be in the works somewhere, but mm-hmm. it still, it was kind of like, wow, you yeah. know, we, we, I figured we would have been there already. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, it would take a lot of bandwidth to do it. And that's going to take a pretty powerful transmitter, but mm. I mean, I guess not. We still got two two watts and everything like that at one three. So I don't, I don't think there's <laughs> true, success goggles. Yeah, success <laughs> goggles. Uh, yeah. That, that guy comes up on the field and he's got like a freaking you know huge repeater and all this other stuff. On it. Oh man. <laughs> That's one of the things, but uh, I think, well, you know, as 5G is becoming a thing on phones, I don't know. I mean, if we slap 5G on a drone, it definitely makes something happen in a short range, but mm-hmm. that's true. That's true. I mean, we've mm-hmm. seen, we've seen people make progress and, you know, doing, you know, sell your, 
drone stuff and everything. So hey, it probably will come. It's just like I said, it surprised me because it's I, I feel like it's one of those things that when they do unlock it, it's going to open up a whole lot. It's going to take care of a lot of issues. Yeah, there's going to be short term pain. And it's kind of like uh, in, in the video industry when we jump from, you know, standard definition to HD. It was, you know, like, wow, but it was so painful to, to, to edit the footage because the systems weren't there. And it's one of those yeah. you know, chicken before egg, egg before chicken kind of feels to it. But hopefully it uh, it happens in time. Yeah. Well, I think naturally it'll have to. I mean, you know, everything else, like people aren't happy unless they've got a 4K, 120 mm-hmm. frames TV. And, you know, <laughs> like that. So, uh, nobody right. wants to watch analog on that. No. <laughs> no, that'd be horrible. It's hard. <laughs> uh, uh, Jay, obviously the Popo motors are huge, uh-huh. and I'm sure they're a big seller. But what are some of your other big sellers? I got uh, a little broken up. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, I was just saying that the uh, obviously the Popo motor system uh, you guys have is, I'm sure, a huge seller. But I'm very curious to know, what are some of your other big sellers? I mean, is it batteries? Is it 7-inch quads? Is it 4-inch quads? Is it? I mean, what, what, what is uh, big on the list this year? Um, well, a lot of cool things were, uh, like, bundles of stuff. So, like, we had, like, race-ready bundles of all different kind of antennas, you know, like, right and left kind of patch back, like, mm-hmm. patch kind of things um i just think a lot of just diversity in what everything already is so like whenever there's a new motor coming or there's a new you know like these f10 processors that are starting to be a thing or you know f7 still coming to the game like all that stuff i think just as the newest best thing comes out that kind of becomes a hot seller uh-huh so like right now you know like hdo rapid fire some people haven't made that jump yet or now, like me, when I had my HD3s, I made the mistake of flying with HDOs and rapid fire for a weekend, and mm-hmm. I had to upgrade. Yep. <laughs> so yep. that was the thing, but it's, it's usually like the newest, hottest thing, or uh, everybody needs props. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. That's true, too. Uh, well, as far as quad-wise, though, what are, what are some of your big sellers, uh, you know, coming into, the, into this year? Uh, well, I think we had a lot of good, uh, response with like our, our new micro stack that just came out. Um, everybody, like I said, was going to the 2020 direction, putting it on either like a seven inch quad. So they have just stupid amounts of room inside their quad for whatever else, you know, as GPS and barometers and everything else getting slammed in there now. Mm-hmm. Um, that kind of thing. And honestly, frames have, have been a good one. Um, this Zylo line has just been stupid awesome. The the freak, uh-huh. uh, this guy came out, and basically you can slap uh, three, four, five, or six inch arms all in the same body uh-huh. and shoot up whichever way you want. And that that's been one of the one of the big ones for me um, that I've noticed is is just a lot of a lot of frames as as they're. I don't want to say finally, you know, there's a lot of cheaper ones coming out and stuff like that, but just quality stuff at, at a, you know, reasonable price. And, right. and I think that's kind of, you know, changed the game. So I think everybody was pretty, pretty set on spending, you know, that 120, you know, with all the 3D printed parts for their new frame and this mm-hmm. and that, mm-hmm. that was becoming popular. But when that, that 120 frame lasts, you know, for so long, it, it, you know, it weighs out. But yeah, you're still that, the, that first initial burn on the pocket. Right, right. And that kind of leads me into my next question. We, we've obviously had the discussion many times uh, for us, at least 
you know, Mike and Andre and us, we're, we're so busy with, with life and kids and, and everything like that. A lot of times we, we're, we don't have time to build, you know, say like a quad, but I'm interested to know is people are, are the still interested in getting the individual parts and building quads or are you starting to see more where people kits. just kind of want, well, yeah, want to buy a kit, you know, throw their receiver and stuff in it and kind of go. Um, so it's, it's kind of still going both ways. Like we've always had a pretty steady sale, like on our ready to buy mm-hmm. everything like that. Mm-hmm. Like even back when there were like the schizo dark matter was like the newest hot thing. And like, you know, we've always like the cool thing that was, you know, you didn't have to tune it. It came with schizo's personal tune from flight one mm-hmm. and you know, it just works out of the box. And I think that that's one of the coolest things is like, you know, whether you get like bind and fly or ready to fly, um, you know, getting it coming tuned, ready to rock. And then, you know, with nice detailed instructions on how to bind your radio, all that. And I think just that easiness factor mm-hmm. for a lot of people was the, was the biggest selling point. And then there are still like those hardcore nostalgia guys. Well, not nostalgia, I guess they just want to do their own. Right. You know, some people like, I'm not like that, but some people enjoy building more than flying. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't want to say I hate building, but I would much rather somebody else build it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. And that kind of brings me up to another point uh, we've talked a little bit about, and, and some a lot of people don't realize, too. Um, oh, it's probably been a couple years now, you know, hanging out with the Rotor Riot guys and stuff, uh, you know, hanging with Chad Capper. Uh, I know, like, Mike and I and even Andre, we, we were always so intimidated to fly one of their fully built, like, tuned race quads or freestyle quads because we thought oh it's way beyond our capability yeah i don't want anything to do with it and when chad finally says hey just Just, i don't care yeah just fly it and when we got behind the sticks and realized how good how smooth (laughs) it was like a baby and how easy it was to fly it really changed my mindset breaking up oh i'm sorry still there you hear me still there uh oh, might have lost Jay. Yeah, gotcha. Yep, I can hear a little bit. It was breaking up. Yeah, there we are. Okay, uh, what I was so saying. Yeah, so w- what we finally realized flying one of these professionally, tuned. you know, tuned quads wow. of actually how easy and smooth and fun it was everything to fly. Was it was just yeah, everything <laughs> about it yeah. was better. So uh, you know, we tried to really push out there that you know if you're worried about buying a good professional quad don't you know it's not going to be above your capability it's actually going to be easier improves. to fly yeah. yeah help help the flying skills out so it was something really opened my eyes because for a long time i thought oh man i don't want to touch well, anything just the sound of it was intimidating yes, right. some of these you're things. like i don't want anything <laughs> yeah. to do with that thing. so i you know i, I yeah. think it's a, a good thing to again we'll just put out there some of these people that are new or maybe they're just flying an inductrix and want to move up buying a fully built you know tuned race quad it's not intimidating it's not something you know if you don't want to build it and you just want to kind of fly it that is a one direction and you can to go, go your own speed i yes. think every every time like when you see these professionals you're yeah. thinking you're gonna to have to go all out balls or right, right. <laughs> and it's like no yes. you, can, you can slow them down to your abilities exactly and just as nice in performance exactly yeah and so. i'm sure you probably get a lot of questions about that you know hey i'm flying an inductrix or something and i'm loving it i want to step what what is what are some of your recommendations for for newer pilots that want to get into it you know more heavily or move up from an inductrix what what do you like 
Um, well, one that's really cool this year that's coming out and getting a lot better is the the brushless uh, micro quads. Um, yes. You know, like the beta, the beta seventy five X, and those guys are are just killing it. You know, and firmware nowadays it it almost doesn't matter if you're preferring beta flight flight one or whatever like every one of them has their own you know highlights but you know within a couple minutes of just really putting in a couple you know good tuning things you can really change your whole quad Mm -hmm. i mean whether it's the micro ones you want them to fly more loose and stuff like that you know you can can just either call us up and we'll tell you how to pin tune or uh-huh. you know, there's all kinds of videos, whether it's, um, you know, on our, on our learn site, um, we've got all kinds of pit articles there. Um, but really just, uh, getting the ones that are, are tuned, ready to go out of the box. You know, you don't have to think about it if you're going to fly, you know, what's within the recommendation, uh, unless you're going to go crazy with it, but right. they're going to be tuned, tuned and ready to rock right out of the box. Um, whether they want to have you know, a stability mode or anything. Um, we, we all just, we always have a little notes in there about how to you know set up those kind of things or they can always just direct call us and we'll be able to help them with that. But whether, I, uh, go ahead, Mike. Uh, I was just yeah. going to say my biggest thing that I didn't like so much about quads was the limited flight time. And I, my question is, Going to the six S batteries, do you get more flight time, or are you just drawing more current to carry that weight? I I didn't know the whole benefits of the six S. I know with even four S, it was like if you're going all out throttle the whole time, you're that that aggravates most people is the amount of time they can fly these things. Mm-hmm. And that, did the six yeah. S improve that any? Is what I guess my question is. Uh, absolutely. So okay. like, um, I mean, you can you can ride six S with high KV motors. And you'll just be flying, you know, like a, a bat out of, you know, for a while. <laughs> but it'll it'll still it'll still be like that, you know, minute and a half, two minute flight time. But if you fly it, you know, like recommended with lower KV motors, you know, your amp draw is going to be significantly less, but mm-hmm. you're still going to have that higher current mm-hmm. to keep the motors spinning at a higher KV or sorry, at a higher revolution. So it'll make it so it'll feel a little faster, but the battery having that extra little bit of voltage won't have that initial like sag as you get below, you know, like four volts, you know, mm-hmm. a cell. Mm-hmm. That's, that's the biggest thing I've noticed with success is just the consistency within that pack. You know, whether you're at the beginning of the pack or at the end of the pack, you can still drop as low as you can to the ground and still pull out of it. And, right. you know, it'd be just, uh, now, if you're not full cool. throttle on your success, what, like, what's the longest when you're not going real f- yeah, fast? How, yeah, like how many minutes can you get just at a normal idle throttle or just normal flying speed, like yeah. a cruising speed? Yeah. So, like, I have a good throttle curve set up on mine, too. So, like, mid-throttle is kind of like 40% maybe-ish. Um, but, you know, just cruising around for that nice cinematic shot, you can yeah. go five, six minutes, no problem. Okay. With that's a weaker pretty good. Yeah. 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 That, that's what I was wondering. And, and yeah. I'm I'm guessing too with the six cell, you know, you're not pushing your batteries as much. It seemed like there was a point there with the four cell, you know, with the motors and everything that we were pushing, you know, the four cell batteries, and they kept going higher C and higher C and higher C, and we just kept pushing them and pushing them and pushing them, and they weren't lasting as long. So I'm guessing yeah. with the six cell, yeah, you're paying a little bit more for the six cell, That's but you're probably hard. getting more out of the yeah. batteries in the long run too. Exactly. And, you know, because you're going easier on them or everything, the chemistry stays better yes. in them. They keep their, they keep their IR really low. Yep. Like this one I've had like six months now and it's still below like 
five mil ohms, I want to say. I mm-hmm. just checked them yesterday, but and then one of them I, I hit against the tree pretty well, and it, <laughs> it didn't make it back to the house. <laughs> but, uh, it, was, it was stupid be out yesterday. Shouldn't have been flying anyway, but yeah. That's what it was one of our questions, too, is what was one of your hardest crashes that you remember or maybe close call incidences with something? Uh, this one yesterday was pretty gnarly. It sounded I, uh, like it. <laughs> uh, I was coming. I've been trying to get all that backwards flying and all that Maddie stunt kind of stuff, and it's just it's a mind blow. But like I came and was just going backwards and just full punch leveled out, and then went to go like snap roll over it. And as I was coming out, like getting more towards like I guess inverted, looking backwards, mm-hmm. just hit the top of a palm tree, like uh, pretty much against the top of the battery oh. and on the front of the go on the front of the GoPro, but always get the lens protectors for your GoPros. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, that's the big thing. Uh, Jay, what was one thing in your personal opinion you would like to see get better, whether it be frames, ESCs, motors, props, whatever. What is something that you think could benefit to get better or you'd like to see something change? Um, I th- I think as the cameras kind of just caught up, I think maybe the battery tech might might be the next one that I'd like to see jump. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of people out there trying new chemistries and stuff like that for their packs um, and things like that and still able to get a high discharge rating. But, but yeah, batteries I'd say would be one. Um, and then like we had touched on the video. Yeah. But I mean, I'm... I'm I'm pretty blown away. Like the Micro Eagle, like Pro Two, the Lumineer one. It's with the HDOs. It's stupid how good they look nowadays. But it it seems like battery tech too. Like in the magazines and stuff, they're trying to make them safer where they're not as volatile. And oh yeah, I mean I'm I'm just reading, trying to see what battery technology. They are trying to make advancements with lithium and stuff. Mm -hmm. I know making them safer, right? like get the fires that you can't yeah. control your phone's exploding like in your pocket yeah, yeah so there's some there they are looking into those features i know yeah people actually that to, is yeah. uh that is a bit of attraction uh a lot of people are saying they like the the you know the brushless micros but the 1s packs are just not keeping up do you yeah. see do you see that stuff going 2s next year just to handle the loads yeah so that that's uh why i like the beta 75 so much is because it, it does have a 2s pack and it's it's already uh, comes jammed up with an XT30, so it's mm. like it can handle that discharge everything. Um, the motors that come on it are nice, but you know you can always upgrade those as well. Um, and I think just even 4S on those things would be pretty fun. Whoa. <laughs> wow! Uh, so what, like a 4S, what 4S 200 or 500 or yeah, what? 100, 300, something like that. Um, just keep it you know, stupid light, but able to, you know. That's like your backyard buzzing, yes. just crazy machine. Yeah, yeah I yeah. guess so. Sounds yeah, like I can a, see that. Back there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. we last that's, year, that's one. last I mean, year. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, it was, it was breaking up. But you good? There yeah. Go. go ahead, Andre. I was going to say last year or the year before, we were really enjoying like this sub 100 class on 2S kind of and, and having fun. Uh, it's it's a it's a similar experience to, to the inductors where you're sitting there and you're like, yeah, this battery is going to run out very soon mm-hmm. and you don't want to kill anything. But it's it's still it was fun having that size of craft going around. But like I said, 
Uh, then what do we do? We we put uh, it was the, your one ten, right, Chris? We went yes. from two S to three S, and we suddenly we're like, yeah. whoa, yeah. you know. And, and then you did the three S to four S jump on yes. the uh, on yeah. the, the you know the one fifty. I haven't right. tried my one fifty on four S, but I was told it could do it. And I'm like, yeah. whoa, <laughs> yeah, this is yeah. going to get bad. But right. it's uh, no. Yeah, it's just yeah. you know every year, every year the the uh, the that that level gets just a little notch more. At one yeah. point though, do you draw the line on the batteries? Right, you sit there and go like, I have all these other batteries. I need I need to find a craft now to fly these older batteries on, or you just say, okay, they're they're done and time to get some a new fresh stock every year. Uh, I mean, I am kind of spoiled, but oh, uh, that's <laughs> true. Good point. Um, no, I mean, but for me, like I. I try and take good care of my wolf batteries and stuff like that. I, I land them you know, around like three, eight, three, seven, something like that, not to discharge them too much. But you know, if you're in a good spot and you got to discharge it all the way, you got to. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> those, those ones, you know, they turn into marshmallows and they just get discharged later that day. <laughs> yeah. It, it does seem like Andre though, you know, we talked about on a, maybe a couple podcasts ago, even like the, the, the Inductrix brushless. Now, a lot of the, these small micro or mini quads, they are already jumped up to two cell, you know, and, and yeah. it's going away from the one cell, which I think is fantastic. Well, it, it just, it just makes sense. Like yes. exactly what you just said, Jay said about the six S thing. It's yeah. just, it spreads the load out. It doesn't, right. you know, you're going to be less like, and uh, if the cost is right, what kills me about the one S packs, I've got one kicking around and whether they 15, $16, I mean, we can get a three S 2200 for the same price. Right. Yeah. So, exactly. Yeah. right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. 3.3 Mike Finley says yes. 3.3 <laughs> on a good day. <laughs> yeah. I have a question. Go ahead. I know it like your freestyle and race events and stuff. Everybody's really hard. Well, not hard, but it seems like they really punish the batteries. Do you see a lot of lipo fires or batteries when they wreck and stuff? More so than like at an airfield or like flying planes? I'm just curious. It seems like the batteries take quite a punishment. And I was wondering if they ever sell fire or, you know, if you're putting out fires a lot at racing yeah. or uh, freestyles. I, I really haven't seen any too many just from straight discharging them, mm-hmm. but from impacts and, you know, damaging the cell, you know, that, that kind of stuff. Um, you is know, it, whether it's, good. Uh, yeah. I was just going to say that happen a lot or not so much. Is it not a big, big problem? Uh, not as much as I, I've seen, like one of the biggest that I've seen is people will try and charge a damage cell. Oh yeah. Um, that kind of thing. Okay. Uh, but even then, most of the chargers now they'll see like a spike and automatically shut off. Mm-hmm. But it it doesn't have a fire extinguisher built in. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Great idea. Yeah. There we go. All right. Yeah. Well, like a Star, Star Trek thing. <laughs> yeah. Fire suppressor. Um, we saw Horizon uh-huh. talking a little bit about some of that new technology too, where the, you know intelligent batteries. Mm-hmm. Um, is that something that you guys are thinking about looking at as well, or does it just make everything too bulky? I mean, we all like to be able to check our cells, and you know, we know the telemetry is doing that more and more as well when you're flying, so you have a nice idea when when you're flying. But is it yeah. is it you know the auto discharges like DJI got it yeah, right? Uh, you know, is that a thing that you guys are considering in the Luminaire line? Uh, not that I've heard of in anything like, um, as far as, you know, how they do an auto discharger or, or anything like that. I think one thing that may happen is like 
just like um, an RFD, like an RFID thing or like an NFC chip on there. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's That's been a thing that's been passed around by a couple different people. Um, as far as just lipo batteries and stuff, but so I think scan and go off your phone yeah, and you just have yeah, to log. Just, yeah. You just tap it and it logs that whole flight. And like, I think even some chargers now have uh, something like that. Um, I think there was one, it has an NFC charger on top, but, uh, I don't see why they're not going to start implementing that into like telemetry type stuff for your batteries, at least as something as easy as, you know, the internal resistance of it and how many charge cycles it's had. Mm-hmm. That's cool, actually. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I know I know some chargers come back and they've got the Bluetooth or Wi-Fi tech so they can tell you what's going on, yeah. which is like, why wouldn't we be doing it? But I think that's because you know, I started doing that early on in my when I first started flying and I had a little log going on after a while. You're like, yes. yeah, this is way I'm just flying yeah. here. Yes. You know, I want to relax and fly. But then you go why did that plane just drop out of the sky or, or quad? And I'm like, right. oh, it's because I've been flying that same, same battery. battery all the time. We right. should fly yeah. the other packs, you know? Yes, so, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, Jay, uh, since you are kind of in the social media side, uh, I'm curious to know what – what are some of the things that surprise you, whether, you know, we, we all know the, the keyboard warriors and everything, but what are some of the things that uh, maybe taken you by surprise or, or I guess we could talk about, you know, what everybody, you know, hot topics are going on in the social media circles? Um, I think one of the, the one good thing is just how many people are readily available to help um, or they just want to help. A lot of, a lot of people you know, don't forget that they were newbies in this once as well. Or, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I've been in it for years and there's still stuff I don't use. Like I, I still don't use OSD or any of that. Oh, like wow. I just don't. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm bad. I don't even use a timer. <laughs> I, just, <laughs> I just use the throttle calibrated timer on the radio and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's why you always check the IR on your batteries and stuff. So yeah. that's, that's one thing. Um, a negative thing that you already said was like the keyboard warriors. And those are ones that, you know, either they just had a crap day and they just go unload some steam online, or maybe they had some drinks or whatever and got kicked out of a call of duty server. So they just had to come over and, (laughs) (laughs) right, right. You know, I I think it's, it's like that in in almost every hobby though, you know, whether it was like BMXing when we were younger, you know, you're always going to have just the kid who needed a couple more hugs, you know, just being a jerk. Right. Right. <laughs> but, but a good side of that is how many people go and, you know, tell that guy he was wrong, you know, and, mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. But I kind of just, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Really, yeah. <laughs> right. The whole post. Kind of thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, and it, it does, know. does seem to be, and I don't know, maybe because, uh, and I could be wrong on this. I'm just assuming here, you know, the, the quad community does seem to be a little bit on the, the younger generation. And, you know, I see in my, I got a 14 year old, so I kind of see what, what goes on on social media and stuff like that. But it does seem to be on all the social media platforms as far as into the quad forums and everything that they are a little harsher, you know, than, than, than yeah. normal. Do you see that also? Does it, am I wrong on that? No, there's a lot of them and it's, it's a small group honestly like and they're just consistently like on 15 or 20 different groups and mm-hmm. see them do the same thing and they just kind of get that reputation whenever like an admin sees their name or something they're just like oh yeah there's that guy doing his thing yeah and then it's 
you know, but they just kind of get that name. Right. But then, you know, when you talk to the guy, they're just like, Oh, I just had a, had a bad day and this man, like, it's like, we, we usually reach out to him in PM or something like that and just, Hey, what's, what's the deal, bro? <laughs> like, mm-hmm. what's, yeah. what's going on? <laughs> like, Oh, you know, I got fired. <laughs> like, <no. laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, um, I wonder if you could elaborate a little bit now that we're getting in back into the bigger quads and we're, we're jumping up to six cell. Do you see some of these guys now bringing in some new maneuvers or, or new freestyle? Um, yeah. You do. Okay. So I would talk yeah. about that a little bit. I'm, I'm curious because I haven't really kept up too much. It's been a while, you know, we were, since we were hanging around like uh, Steele and Ch- Chad Nowak and everything and mm-hmm. seeing what these guys were doing with their four and five inch quads. But now we're stepping it up bigger more powerful motors six cell i mean holy moly yeah so what's what's yeah. kind of going on now in the freestyle wor- world and what what these guys are doing with these things so one of the coolest things is like the the higher that um, i guess the more power you have you can make it just do just gravity defying stuff mm-hmm. and some of the guys out there are doing like 80 degree camera tilt and this kind of stuff and when the GoPro is almost looking straight backwards, I mean, you know, they do these things like trippy spins and, and just all these things where the camera is like inverted or in a, in a really abnormal position, but the quad's still able to somehow fly in all these weird ways. Like this in, inverted yaw spin kind of thing is like this new, uh, the trippy spin. It's, it's pretty wild, but they just kind of, I don't even know. You just got to do it. Yeah. <laughs> if now, things you, you just do on the simulator for hours, and then you're like, all right, well, Claude's going to try this. <laughs> right. No, that's a that's a really good you know thought right there uh, with these simulators. Are are the simulators even able to keep up for what you can really do on a real quad nowadays? I would think that they would almost be like, you know, no, the simulator's not going to yeah. do, you know, that's not going to happen in real life. But where in reality, with the technology and everything, yes, you can do that. So the simulators are actually keeping up for what you can do in the real world. Yeah, the guys behind the code, like on liftoff and stuff like that, the physics is just astronomically great on these mm-hmm. programs. It's it's really lifelike, but the cool thing is it has so many different like variable parameters. You can change your camera till you can change your pids, uh-huh. like how the quad responds to your stick deflection and everything. Like wow. you can make it fly almost like your quad. And I think as long as you know you you get a little bit of muscle memory on that, and you've got the cojones to go out and try what you just did on the sim. Yeah. <laughs> now yeah, is you it- can you can do some cool. Yeah. Now on these sims, are they gotten good enough to where, you know, you can try to tune a quad or, or try some different things to where maybe you say, oh, man, I really like that setting and how this thing's flying on the sim and then take that and transfer it right over to a normal quad? Yeah. Um, wow. And vice versa. You, you can do it from the quad to the sim the as oh. well to make it match. Yeah. You can that is fantastic. Yeah. That, that is, is unbelievable. Great I never knew so, that. Well, as a manufacturer, do you guys feed some intel or some data to these guys to help them, you know, get your the motors physics, correct? If they stuff. say, okay, my quad is this was X, Y, and Z, uh, are they able to access database information from you guys to, to help, broad, you know, smooth that, that, even that the specs of the product reality stuff, out? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think, like, and again, I go back to Liftoff. We, we did some with them over the season and stuff like that. But I, I think, like, you know, just, the fact that they fly as well, you know, they just, they're so immersed in the, in the hobby already. And they're, you know, like freaking rocket scientists. <laughs> like, <laughs> they just, uh, 
you know, able to make it do its thing. And, and a lot of it is, is kind of like the, just the visual aesthetics on it, on, on the sim. And then just as long as the code is right and the quad kind of does its thing, you can kind of change it. Like you can make it a 5S rig or a 4S, 6S, whatever you want. And, you know, it's, uh, it's gotten to be really nice, you know, like yeah. for you guys north, like I'd be, I'd be unlocked on the sim or like having antennas coming out of my house and stuff. <laughs> wow. Now I, I'm sure, you know, like the rest of us, you, you see some videos and what's some of these moves these guys are doing. Do you just sometimes not able to wrap your brain around? Like, how is that even possible? And then get on the sim and go, okay, I got to figure this out. Yeah. Um, so a lot of it actually, like whenever you see it's like, yeah. like whenever that like, it's just some of it is just so fast as well. Like you don't even really have time to process what the heck happened. Like even if they're doing, you know, stick cam and everything like that. Mm, you're like, yes. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. What? Yeah. And, and then you find out they're flying like 110 degree camera tilt and stuff on their GoPro. And Man. that's, that's why I would, you know, you can hold at like an angle like that. Mm. And then the camera's really look like back over there. So even if you're orbiting it, it's weird. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm curious to know what kind of flying do you like to do? Uh, you know, it seems to be for the freestyle, there's kind of two different, like one, like you just said, where they're just full on banging the sticks. You can't even grasp what they're doing. Or there's some other guys that are very flowy, nice fluid moment, you know, movements, but still doing some really cool three, 3d stuff, whether through around buildings or the trees or whatever. What do you like to do? I like the more cinematic stuff. I like to keep it, you know, as smooth as possible, like no mm -hmm. jello kind of stuff, but still keep it with the freestyle atmosphere. And right. I like to do the editing and time it to, you know, the beats and all yes. that kind of fun stuff. But yep. for me, it was like an artistic release, I guess. Mm -hmm. um, like I, I like editing and, and stuff like that just as much as almost as much as flying. Mm -hmm. So like for me, like being in, in marketing and stuff like that, you know, I get to be on, got my hands on all kinds of people's stuff and editing it and it's it's been really cool yes um but personally I, I like to go out and fly you know use the hero seven and get mm -hmm. it all nice and juicy uh qadr has always been a locked in frame for me um new version of that one coming out soon so that's going to be uh pretty hot um that'll be uh that'll probably be it's going to be seven inch too and be able to do it wow. um that that might be my next kind of big setup is to be able to step up into a, a bigger battery and mm -hmm. you know. <laughs> so what wow. giant 6s or 8s <laughs> uh, for now probably just a bigger 6s something like in a 2200 range something like that um and then just you know do as much traveling out west as i can i uh, went to california a couple times this year in nevada and just played up in the mountains out there oh wow and, uh, yeah yeah uh, yeah. Speaking of cameras, obviously the the uh, GoPro Seven has been out for a little while, and we we talked about. Now we don't have one, so it's not in our hands. But I've talked to some people and watched a lot of videos. How has that improved uh, as far as using it on a quad? Have you noticed yeah, the image? Is it image? lighter? Even I, we, I don't think I it's don't lighter, but the the, the the image stabilization is supposed to be way way improved mm -hmm. from the videos yeah, I've I seen. How, how has that uh, transferred over to the quads using that camera? Uh, a lot of people have good, really, really good results with them. Um, and it just depends on what they want to do with it in post. Right. So mm -hmm. like if somebody's going to use like real steady and stuff like that, 
they're not going to want to use, you know, a lot of like motion blur and stuff like that that you get from like the hyper smooth on the seven. They're going to want more points of reference and stuff. So you want like a really raw image. So no stabilization, like very little indie filtering and, mm-hmm. you know, keep it pretty raw. If you're going to go that way and get like the hyper cinematic stuff, you know, like uh, air blaster or, you know, some of the other guys that are doing like that code red just had a couple from the coast of Italy. Mm-hmm. Like just, stupid awesome like it looks like it was like just something out of like interstellar or something like that wow and, uh, yeah like that kind of stuff really really gets me giddy um and then like just for my own stuff like i'll just use the hyper smooth on it and it, it's it's kind of finicky like sometimes you'll get like it, it just depends on your flying style but like if you're really sporadic and stuff like that it it might do more harm than good mm-hmm. um and like a lot of quad They've, they've talked about it but like for wings stuff like that where you just have that small like rolling shutter or something like that uh-huh. um, it's money like I, I saw one video a guy had a fixed wing just going like 10 feet off the water and it was just like glass and you know like if it like the GoPro has something in reference that it can keep like the yeah. tip of the wing something like that and mm-hmm. then it can balance that it, horizon it'll keep cropping it and stuff like that so it stays locked in but being like on the front of a drone, like if it's got like a little bit of the props in there, it, it can really mess up the hyper smooth. It'll keep uh, giving it too much rep. Yeah. So like, yeah. Like you need it out a good ways out of the props so you can't see them. Because mm. it's the hyper smooth is constantly doing some cropping and all that stuff. But for my style, it works really well. Like slower rolls, not doing anything too snappy. Right. You know, getting in. Yeah. When, uh, sorry, when GoPro dropped their smaller form factor, did that affect you guys? We're still getting shipments of it. Oh, really? Okay, cool. <laughs> they're, they're not, uh, I think they just kind of don't want it to be a huge marketed thing anymore. I think they just want seven to be like their thing. Yeah. I don't know how much longer we're going to keep getting bigger shipments, but uh, I think we actually just went out of stock on them. But I, I'm almost a hundred percent. We're getting more of the session fives again. Mm. Uh, just people like Best Buy and things like that won't be because uh, they're the ones wanting to recycle the sevens and all the newer. Right. Uh, it's just like one, one step up on their processor in it and stuff on a difference on the seven black versus six black. But yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. Um, but, uh, you know, cause it was funny cause when, when that was announced, everybody was screaming, trying to, to grab extra sessions because obviously it fits, you know, the frame really nice where, you know, you're out, it's not a huge difference, but I guess that, that offset on the camera. So now you got to shift it to one side again. So yeah, it's, it's interesting. Now, and now people are having, you know, better mounts come out and stuff like that and everything where the lens can still be pretty centered. And if, as long as like, you know, like this one stays pretty centered on the QAVR. This is one I think we printed here, but mm-hmm. just keep it out nice in front and you can still get the, the lens nice in the center so it doesn't look all cockeyed or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Is that the advantage of a that's five the to seven frame? Thing, I think for me and. Uh, yes. Yeah, so, I mean, people even use this one now on a three inch, um, just with like a little higher voltage. Like there's one um, like called the uh, Shin Drones. Uh, squirt um, and it's it's literally just like a ducted big whoop basically and, uh, <laughs> uh, I, they did this one uh, you can probably find it really quick on a search they did um, like through Muscle Beach and Venice 
Um, they were going like through the rings and stuff like that where they have it and, you know, like the, the muscle guy rings and all that fun stuff. Um, and just able to make that hyper, just cinematic stuff. And it was just locked in steady, but that's, that's some really cool stuff you can do with them. But the session still wasn't able to, you know, get high enough quality video for that. Mm-hmm. Um, for the 4k 30 that came out of it was good, but it was still really jumpy and everything like that. And there was a lot of strain on the GoPro, but I always use mine at two seven, uh, 60, I think or maybe it was two seven thirty. But and then drop, it was, cut it, cut it, cut it ten eighty. Uh, I usually cut mine at two seven when I shot in two seven. I'll okay. do four K. I'll do four K to two seven sometimes, but um, usually I just shoot in two seven and, and leave it there. Um, but got a little little better computer for it nowadays. Uh, that's that's the the best part about it. Um, but I think the thing is, if you're riding like you know four S with a higher KV or even you know, jump into 6S, you won't notice that little difference of the, the weight on a Hero 6 Black or a Hero 7 Black. Or I don't recommend uh, the other versions of it uh, exactly for flying on quads, um, just the fact that they you know don't have a removable lens because we break those like nothing right? Um, and things like that. But those... Uh, the session fives are pretty pretty hard to break. I think that's just one of the one of the things that hasn't been taken to the seven yet. Now you see guys out there like when they first came out, like Cricket and uh, you know some of the other big guys. Whenever they were, they were like fifth one in a week. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. And they were wrecking in Best Buy. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> that 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 lovely warranty. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and and that's uh, that's the thing. Uh, Vortex 150, a good starter. Yeah, Immersion RC does a lot of. Oh wait, is that? Oh, it's Blade. Yeah, that's Immersion, right? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that that one's great. The Mojo, the 230, those little guys are awesome. Um, you know, any any of those that are, but they're not coming tuned or anything. But they're they're pretty much good to good to go. Um, uh, Diddler says discontinued on the site might might have changed then Uh, we'll find out for sure here soon all right well hey since we're talking a little bit about the site uh fill us in here obviously we had black friday and then christmas is right around the corner uh i think you had their holiday 10 code that might still be going on so what does get fpv got coming up here for the holidays what can we expect one that ends today yeah i'm gonna start off with that one so Starting, starting, uh, well, ending today, uh, code holiday, uh, is going to be 10% off site wide, a uh, hundred dollars or more on the order there ending mm-hmm. today. Uh, code Zylo, uh, is still going to be uh, 10% off, uh, category wide for the end of the day. Uh, code Lumineer end of the day as well on that mm-hmm. 15%. Um, and then I'll go ahead and leak a little bit about it for the next 12 days. We're going to be doing the 12 days of Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, so each, Little, little kind of fun way to, to get everyone that maybe missed out on, on something that they wanted Black Friday, Cyber Monday thing, mm-hmm. um, is open up each category um, specific times or by the day mainly um, as to what each category flash sales are going to be. So like whether it's going to be motors, ESCs, they'll, I'll, I'll be posting every day as well on what that flash sale is going to be. Um, that'll be pinned to the top on our group. Um, as well as kind of leaking stuff on Twitter, Instagram as well. 
Um, but mainly it's just going to be category wide and on all the hot stuff that you might've missed over cyber Monday, black Friday and going to be, um, yeah. Awesome. Exciting. And don't forget, yeah, don't, don't forget, forget our code RC after hours. After hours. Exactly. For 10% on, on site wide. Yep. That's another great one. And these guys always, you know, we can wait there. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> get a Sasquatch. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, get Sasquatch. Get a Sasquatch. That's funny. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, so I think maybe here before we uh, let you go here, Jay, we got to talk about we are doing a giveaway. We are going to give yeah. away some motors. So first of all, I'll let you talk about what you have and what we're going to give away here. So we have a new motor line coming out from Lumineer, the Zip line. They're going to be Popo Pro. They're going to be coming with a little bit beefier stator than what we've been doing. These are 2407. They're just coming up with a little bit, you know, as more people are wanting that, whether it's like that, just more accurate throttle band, um, just better responsiveness throughout as, you know, the prop games are changing. But I think the one of the really big standoffs here is the curve magnets as well. Mm-hmm. That also helps just with a little bit more efficiency on them. They're not going to really be losing any of that you know you get from a straight. But just really, they got the same hyper smooth Lumineer bearings that we've always been known for. Uh huh. All right, so uh, here, I, I just, here's what cool. here's what we're gonna do. Score, we're gonna have a little contest for this because get FPV is is great enough here that they're going to give these away but we're not just going to pick a name and in true rc after hours fashion what we're going to do we're going to give you a couple weeks into the next podcast i want you to send us in an email of your best quad now i better real quick state these motors that uh, jay's going to be giving away are best suited for like a five or six inch quad all right so if you're building one or you have one or something like that i want your best crash story what happened you know some photos or video would be fantastic so we can kind of have a little bit of proof here of your best crash and we're going to read them and we're going to pick the best one out and on the next podcast here in a couple weeks we're going to we're going to read it on the air get your name and we'll give it to get fpv and jay and the guys down there and they're going to ship you out a set of brand new motors for your quad that you completely destroyed oh. so right Make them count. Yes. So I want to see some awesome crash stories. I want to hear about them. I want some pictures, photos, videos, or whatever. Send them to rcafterhourspodcast at gmail.com. Send us in your email, and we will uh, we'll pick one and uh, get them out there. So anything else, guys? Anybody? Any other questions on Facebook Live? Uh, Andre, Mike, anything else for Jay? I was glad to hear. Uh, one, one thing on those video on those video responses, make sure everyone's following their uh, local rules and regulations. Yes, yes, nicely done. <laughs> nicely done. Yeah. Right, safely. Yeah, but crash hard. Right. <laughs> so there you have it. The uh, big get FPV slash RC hours uh, giveaway for the holidays. Um, go check out get FPV. Like I said, their daily. I don't know how you guys really. The, you know, you always have stuff on sale or the daily deals. There's always something. So, like, my thing is, even if, if you need something or whatever and you're not in a big hurry, you might sometimes it's best to wait a little bit and watch and see what's promo, going on yeah. because they have something on sale or the product comes up or whatever. Um, so, yep. and, and like I tell everybody, too, we're always trying to 
uh, promote the Lumineer batteries. Uh, here at RC After Hours, we are not very good at um, batteries. Oh, <laughs> we, we push things terrible. Uh, Mike always jokes. A lot of my that, batteries have screwdrivers through yeah. the middle right now. Yeah. And uh, yeah. a lot of a lot of batteries that Mike flies are now round instead of you know rectangle. But um, we always push the Lumineer brand because they do seem to hold out really well as hard as we push our batteries. So uh, fantastic uh, battery products, line. Yes. Uh, and again, use the RC After Hours discount code. Go spend a hundred dollars and you get ten percent off your entire order. It was it ab- fantastic. absolutely yeah. great to talk with someone yes. on the show. Yes. Uh, from F- Get FPV. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, fantastic. Com- yeah. Fantastic conversation, Jay. We really enjoyed it. I love to get the in, you know, inside scoop on things and what's going on. Great. Uh, we always get emails like, Hey, you guys don't do enough quad stuff or what's going on in the quad world. And the you know, so to get, uh, people like you on Jay and get more inside information and knowledge and, uh, our fans and listeners, they really appreciate that. So, uh, we appreciate you coming on and hanging out with us. So, hey, other than, thank you guys so much for having. Yes, yeah. no problem. Uh, anytime, Jay. Something comes up. You know, I've told you Roy. Promote something. Yeah, I've told Roy of a new product or whatever. You guys are more than welcome. Come on anytime, uh, even if it's for 15, 20 minutes. You know, you want to talk about something or get a product out there. We're more than happy to help you guys out because you've really helped uh, RC After Hours a bunch uh, and help keep the show going here. So. Thank you, Jay. Uh, Happy holidays to you. And uh, hopefully we'll be talking to you soon. We're going to continue on a little bit and talk about some off the wall, off the wall stuff, some plane stuff and (laughs) everything else. So um, we appreciate you coming on. We will talk to you soon. Thanks so much for coming on. All right, guys. Thank you. Happy holidays. Yes. Take care. All right. See you guys. There you have it, uh, everybody. Jay, Jay McKinnis from Get FPV. Seems good conversation, cool huh? Yeah, yeah, that was good. Andre actually learned some awesome. stuff, and yeah. uh, didn't think re- some of it was over my head. I'll oh. be honest, but uh, and drains for all man. I'm just glad you're not talking about mountain bikes. <laughs> 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 Poor Adam, you had him going there for a while. Oh, that was good. Uh, I'm glad good. mine's stationary on the uh, wall. <laughs> So, Andre, you got a new YT and a size large uh, 29 Jeff. How? Never. No, we won't go there. Uh, yeah, no kidding. That's, that's for our other show. Yeah, that's our other show that we're going to start, you know. Yeah, because we have so much ambient time. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. Let's see. We, we do have a lot of other stuff to talk about. How long have we been going here? Ooh, over an hour. Uh, how about a C-130 update? Actually, if got that beast out got some flying time on it and i know probably a lot of people are starting to get you know their c-130s yes. you know in their hands mm-hmm. and want to know a little bit more about it so we i took it out uh did a little torture testing to it one thing i will say i was actually surprised andre one it does really take off and land in grass that's like, my first question when i came in the studio and, like, did you take off and yes. land in the grass he's like yes I'm and like, if oh if you look gosh. probably underneath and on the I back the door and yeah there's mud oh, yeah. grass it, it shows it uh, everything else but it's you kept it in one piece yes. awesome man the the landings were pretty hard it absolutely took the la- the landings like nothing else i, I was i really, wish i could have been there this i, I wish i was in better shape <laughs> um 
The landing gear is definitely beefy. I had no issues taking off and landing in the grass. Uh, and some of it, That's as you amazing. know, our was field it is rough. Short at all? I don't know. Not really. I know um, Chloe had mowed one strip. Was yeah. that still small or was it, that just it was all actually, even same same height? Grass? Same height, but it was pretty pretty high in the field. You know, being we, we've already had freezing and thawing here, mm-hmm. so the field was super rough. And I was really nervous. Like, man, I don't know. Uh, and if anybody's seen the video, you can even watch the airplane taking off. It is just bouncing and rolling and but no problems there's i mean oh, whatsoever I I so, been there how yeah. is it on the batteries um i was flying off of 2204 cell uh, i know a lot of guys are probably going up to like 27 or even 3000 i kept it right at 2200 um I was flying pretty scale. I did a couple full throttles just to see. Uh, we easily got four minutes out of it. And I'm guessing if you're just kind of cruising around, you could probably get close to five minutes on a 2200, which I thought was really good for a big, giant four-motor plane on just a 2200 four-cell. My next question was whether it had differential thrust. No. You said no, but I remember you talking about the rudder authority that this thing has with yeah. a big vertical stabilizer on there. I had absolutely uh, no troubles taxiing this thing around. It does have the nose wheel steering and okay. a huge rudder in the back. Uh, I will say if there is a little bit of wind with that giant rudder, that thing will just um, – point into the wind okay. so it's really cool if you got a little bit of crosswind you can really dial in mm. that rudder and and bring it in but <laughs> uh landings were really easy my i think my biggest thing you know watching some of the earlier videos and everything uh and reading so- on some of the forums a lot of the people were commenting on how fast the plane was and so i was really really nervous to you slow know, it down well just to, to, to fly it i really, really you know hadn't I didn't my expectations I didn't know we what haven't to flown think. forever yes. too is a part of the nerves too I'm uh, sure. but honestly once the thing literally got in the air and, and just instantly how it, was you feeling on the land I bet you were freaking out on the landing uh not as bad as I thought because because you got comfortable with it probably yes. in the air once the plane got in the air Andre it was just so smooth I can't even describe how just smooth it kind of big and heavy just like a real c-130 is it similar to a bush mule or have you flown a no bush? not even close really? to the bush no totally different experience totally well, the, bush, the bush mule flies really fast actually yeah and and compared. you gotta kind of keep your speed up on the bush mule you know we we've yeah. noticed that before this thing's not like that once you get it up in the, in the air, like I backed it off at fifty percent throttle, and you could cruise there all day oh, long. Oh man, and, I would have to look so awesome. Oh, and it's just it's just so smooth. And I have a hundred percent rates. I put in thirty percent expo, which I could probably even dial that back down. You really don't need it. Uh, I was amazed at uh, you know how it flew, how it reacted. How well, you're, this you're is it. So when you slow down, how how is the spool up on the motors? Like if you were to come back and, 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 and start getting into a bit of a stall situation, can you power it through? Oh, or is abso- it one of those things if you fire a wallet, you're in trouble? No, absolutely not. Uh, we noticed it had quite a bit of power. Um, it, and, you know, and I think Steve talked about it during our two hour podcast. It, it has no real bad tendencies. And I, I tried to get it slower and slower and slower on the landing. And I'm still actually working on that. But it's, it, you know, once it gets seemed to get to that point where it was done flying, it just set right down. 
you know, there was no no bad tendencies. I got it pretty slow into some turns. And as long as you have the rudder going with it, it does take a lot of rudder in the turn. So, you know, be, me being lazy, I just mixed it in. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it does take a lot of rudder in the turns. How many now did you how many times did you take it up in here once or twice? twice. Okay, you did take it up. Yeah, a we took it up then. twice. That's cool. Um, I'm trying to think uh, a couple things we did notice. Uh, one was with the cargo door. And again, I was trying to find things, you know, that maybe uh, not that I didn't like, but things that, uh, you know, pros and cons mm-hmm. of it. There are a ton of pros. I mean, this thing was amazing. It flew amazing, took off and land, flies great, lands great. The gear held up. The obviously. gear he- held up phenomenal. It is really beefy. Did it retract at a slow speed like the gear? Did normal it, electric retracts, good or was but, it fast? No, no, it's normal electric retracts, but then it has the uh, sequenced doors. Sequential so you know the doors. sequential doors. Thank you, Andre. So the gear okay. comes up, and then it has that small delay, and then the doors close. Oh, I you think know? that would look sweet. Yeah, uh, it looks. And we flew. It was very overcast and getting dark, so the lights on this thing were amazing. Well, um, that's what I was going to talk about too. The gray scheme, if you could track it at all, but you said it didn't have problems no. just because of the design and yeah, the, the present, shape and the Yes. shape of it that the, it wasn't too bad for yeah the you. presence Sorry. in the sky with this thing was really good so I had no issues whatsoever that's where I thought the fat Albert would be you know mm-hmm. with the blue and the yellow trim it'd be a lot easier to track I guess in right. the air but I guess the larger airframe really helps with that too right right in general um, now my one gripe that we had uh, and it's a pretty easy fix uh, on the cargo door in the back Mike uh, you know, obviously it's servo um, driven. driven up and down. Uh, I do have a delay on it. It's, you know, nice and smooth and everything. Well, what we did is we filled. Oh, let me grab I saw there. you drop some parachute guys in the video. Yeah, let me grab one here. So, Jumping out of takes. a perfectly serviceable good plane. I don't understand no, that. Actually, it's <laughs> tanks. I didn't realize so it was tanks. I do have, you know, I got some toy tanks here. Put them up on the screen uh, with some parachutes. And, and feel, Mike, they are pretty heavy. They're not like super yeah. light. So heavier I, than a guy for sure. Yeah, so I stuffed it in the back, and uh, as we were dropping them out, uh, that went no problem. Came right out. Uh, when How I, many did you do? Two? two. Okay. So when I went to flip the door switch to close the door, you know, to come in and land, the door wasn't closing. I'm like, uh oh. Oh Maybe no. we stripped the servo. Something happened. So upon landing with the door down, <laughs> uh, we checked it out. And what happens is they have uh, the two rods in the back uh, that are like the scale rods from a normal C-13, the hydraulic arms that mm-hmm. lower the door. I mean, obviously, they're fake. But sure. what happens is when that door gets a load on it, it, it actually it. kind of overextends the servo a little bit. So I'm, I'm guessing when the tanks and stuff rolled out on the end of the door, it just pulled the door down Levered a little bit, which really isn't bad. But what happens is those rods are two pieces. And when it overextended the door, those rods came out of the slot. Oh, and then that jammed. And they jammed and the door wouldn't close. So I, I think I found a pretty easy fix. What I did is I took a little carbon fiber rod and I hot glued it onto the servo uh, I should take a picture of this, and uh, it extends out to the servo horn. So what happens is, is I have that rod right at the end of the uh, servo horn where the door should be. Okay. So that way, even when Worst something rolls on out it, on the door, stop. it yeah, that you made a stop for it. Exactly, I made a stop for the servo horn so that that door can't overextend. It was a, a five minute fix. I haven't tried it out yet, but I was just You're pretty testing. That it'll yeah. Work. So. That really is the only issues. Uh, and again, it's something minor. I, I don't know. Obviously, you know, people are going to want to dump things out of there. If, sure. you, if you have a... Will an Indotrix fit? 
I think the inductrix will fit, Andre. I really do. Uh, so that's something we could do, fly the inductrix yeah. out the back. But if you're just dumping off the little parachute army guys, you're probably not going to have a problem. Rocket um, copters, things like that. Yeah, uh, yeah rocket copters. Uh, one of the uh, videos. You know what I want to see you do now? Yeah. I want to see you do a touch and go with a release on the ground, you know, so when they come in hot and they, in the cargo pallets actually slide out the back of it while it's on the ground. So you, you know, you just touch the oh, yeah. ramp goes out and off you go. Right? Yes. Yeah. So. And that well, was, I would like to see night, like with the rocket copters with the inside oh, lit up yeah. and then drop it out of the cargo with lighted. Oh, that would copters. be fantastic. <laughs> That's a good idea. Cause I, I absolutely love this thing when it has the, like the dome light on uh-huh. inside. And yep. you, I just think that looks so it does look cool. Doesn't it? I don't see a lot of shots of that, but I love that look. Yeah. Uh, Bill Decker says he's seen somebody on RC groups, over tighten their props and had the hub fall during what does that say let me read more during uh fail during flight do not over tighten your props um you still got three other ones come on yeah i mean shouldn't shouldn't have been a problem it'll it land a, it'll, I, I lost a whole prop off the sea duck and got it in no problem <laughs> yeah. Come on. yeah um what else was i gonna say uh I think that was about it. Um, so again, nothing. Just follow up on what you had flown. And yeah, and hopefully we're going to get more flights on it and see if we can. I don't even want to be on the sticks of that thing. I lo- I would oh, love to on, see Mike. it. Come no. on, Mike. Come on. I think you'd really enjoy it. Oh God, I, I definitely wouldn't want to land it. That's for sure. Yeah, gotta paint that nose black though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We d- I did paint the uh, the tips on the props black, and did I you, colored in the, the little man. windows there. And uh, like Andre said, I think it'd be really cool to do the black nose on it just for something different. Red. Um, red. No, yeah. no, 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 we're not doing Rudolph. <laughs> um, definitely not hot pink either. But uh, we definitely have to try the Inductrix thing on it. We'll put you on the sticks of the Inductrix and put it in the back. I would do that. That yeah. would be cool. Oh, that would be so awesome. Yeah. Where could, am I? Yeah. <laughs> and have drop that out at night too, because the Inductrix closed too. That'd uh, be cool. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, so so far, that's uh, what we have on the uh, the C one thirty. Uh, no I see. I don't even envision it at night. Just at that dusk, where you could see the lights oh, yeah. on, would be so. Oh, pretty. it's beautiful. Uh, uh, that's kind of when we flew. It was just kind of getting dusk, and the you know the lights coming in. The, and Chloe came out and helped you video. Yeah, she it. actually nice. she was dying to see the C one thirty. She helped you out. I uh, obviously wasn't feeling well. Right, but. right. Um, but I, I awesome airplane, Mike. Just just phenomenal. Uh, unreal. Um, that's great. Absolutely okay. great. Let's uh, move on a little bit. We've had some new products come out. I'm going to pull them up here real quick. I want to run through them a little bit and talk about them, Andre. Um, most of them are on Horizon site. One of them I want to talk about that's been out, and we've we've been trying to get to them, and we just haven't. The first thing I want to talk about real quick is the new Delta Ray 1. Mm, and the reason I want yeah. to talk about this is I promoted the original Delta Ray a lot. Excuse me, especially for training or uh, somebody as a first plane just getting into it. I thought it was absolutely phenomenal uh, as far as ease, you know, flying and the way it had set up. And you didn't, you know, had a rubber nose and you couldn't really break the props and this anyway. Um, but I was actually surprised, Andre, when they brought out the new Delta Ray One that they've really shrunk it down. They got rid of the twin engine. Uh, it's got one single prop in the back. A pusher prop. Pusher yeah. prop. Uh, basically has some of the same features. You can, I think, uh, belly I land say, it. I thought it had two motors on the side, to yeah. like the blue version or whatever. So 
I don't know. I'm a little on the fence, Andre, of what they've done with this and shrinking it down. Obviously, I think they uh, got it below the, I want to say the 250 uh, gram weight, possibly. Um, but yeah, what do you what do you think? Do you, do you agree with them? You know, doing what they did with the normal Delta Ray and shrinking it way down, going to the single motor. Well, it's a so, learner, you know. I, I'm I'm actually I'm reading the specs because I saw it. I don't like the rear pusher motor. I mm-hmm. think there's 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 you know obviously it's going to take off nice, but I'm just wondering it is. So they have gone with the brushless motor. Yes. So that's the biggest thing they've changed. Instead of the two brushed motors, but the two brushed motors gave you that differential and a little bit more control. Yeah, easier uh, to fly focus. in the wind. Yeah, you know that's so one it's got of my little flight control. The prop folds, so uh-huh. you know. So the fact that you know, you it's, may not actually, you know, it might not be a risk for for prop strike. Uh, and it is a two S plane; just takes a small one. Ah. You I know, don't know. It's kind of like they took. Uh, it's kind of like they took their their um, their striker feel. Well, it's got the single upright vertical stabilizer, which is probably just there for looks. To be honest, sorry, the <laughs> horizontal. Yeah, you know what I mean. Um, yeah, you know, I think I think they took a look with with it being a pusher or sorry, uh, uh, you know, uh, yeah, pusher prop setup. Yeah, I'd just be worried about stri- uh, prop strike, but I'm guessing you can just grab it from your hand and toss it like some of the smaller wings, uh, mm-hmm. you know, without worrying too much about it. Uh, if it flies the same, but like the advantage of the bigger Delta Ray was visually, yes. it was easy to track. It didn't fly really fast. Yes. There was nothing wrong with the brushed motors. Right. Um, you know, and, and we look at the little tiny UMX Commander. And that flies just fine with the two motors. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. It's probably going to be a fantastic product, but I think the old D-Ray might still be your, your go-to. Yeah, yeah. and I got a lot of time on the older, older Delta Ray, and I just, I mean, for a beginner, someone learning, it was, I couldn't tell you how many people that I yeah, just I know put that quite a few in their hands and right off the bat, like you said, Andre, it was bigger. It did handle, you know, if you were out Downside in five, the six. motors, though. It was. It was. Um, they had tendency to burn out here and there, but just the way it flew, and the, and the, I thought it was a perfect size. Uh, where, I think they learned more flight characteristics with that as opposed to a pusher, like turns and banks and things like that. Mm, with yeah, differential. possibly. I don't know. I'm just asking yeah. what would be better for the learner. But here's my thing. You know, it drops all the way down to it's only 19.7 inches wingspan or 500 millimeters. Very this small. thing's little. Obviously, yeah. I I yeah. think the big thing they were pushing to get below the um, 250 grams, the thing's only 135 grams flying weight. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I remember on the original I mean, Delta Ray that was it the nose cones kept popping off a lot of times those foam cones oh it was the covers the covers on the props a little nothing foam. major no. aesthetics yeah but, but yeah, 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 I know those no. popped off a lot right but I, real- it surprises me that they just didn't change the foam to a better EPO on the on the old one and actually upgrade the motor you know yes. like uh, yeah that I might have been a better could, route I, I'm I'm always. I think the thing I'm always looking for in a beginner plane, too, is you're buying stuff that can transfer to the next plane as far as batteries and everything. So with the original Delta Ray, you know, you change that connector and you buy some 2S500s or something like that. And that can be transferred over to another airplane so easily or, you know, your next small quad. Um, mm-hmm. This one, you're, you're you're kind of locked into that, what is that, 2S sub 300 size with their specialized connectors. So I guess you could say, okay, I'm going to fly. My next plane is going to be the UMX Timber, mm-hmm. you know. Right. But, yeah, yeah, I, I'm with you. It's 
I would put. I would go for a high wing over this thing. Actually, I, I think I would too. To be honest with you, and again, I don't know if this is just something they're really trying to push and get under that two hundred and fifty gram. That's my guess of what you know what the uh, <laughs> the plan was. But <laughs> real quick, I'll read a little bit about it. It's fully assembled out of the box, exclusive safe technology, beginner, intermediate, and experienced flight modes. Flip of a switch, easily upgrade to safe plus GPS. Enabled drone technology with auto land, virtual fence, and holding pattern. Lightweight, extremely durable EPAO foam construction. Impact resistant rubber nose cone. They did keep that. Unique pusher configuration with folding blades for propeller and motor protection. Powerful, efficient brushless motor. Industry leading DMX, X, uh, DSMX technology. No FAA registration required. It's under 250 grams. Now, here's the other thing. Surprisingly, for a beginner plane, it's FPV ready with on-screen display when used with compatible cameras and headsets or monitors. You know uh, what they've done, Chris, is they've taken things like their their F the, the Striker, the F twenty seven. Is that it? Mm-hmm. They've transplanted. It's been a, it's a it's a frame tweak, and they've transplanted all the internal guts. Mm-hmm. That's what they've done. Yeah. Five to six channel transmitter, unless you buy the ready to fly, 200 to 280 milliamp two cell lipo battery. Um, and that's about it. Learn to fly. And you can upgrade uh, real quick. We'll read a little bit about it. If, if you're really not sure, you don't have somebody to help you out, and you want to upgrade to the safe plus GPS enabled drone, uh, what they have is auto land. When activated, you hold down the button. And the Delta Ray on a stabilized approach, it'll autonomously land near the GPS uh, in this initialization point, and it can even provide some directional guidance to avoid obstacles or to adjust the approach while letting the system do the rest and execute a safe landing. As your skills progress and gain more confidence, you can take over the control inputs, eventually learning to land without the assistance. Holding pattern, very helpful, safe plus extensive feature lets you pause the flight by putting the airplane in gps guided holding pattern when activated the quick release of a but of the button the airplane will automatically return to a position above the gps and this i can't say that word initialization, initialization point in circle until command is canceled with another quick press of the button that's a kind of a cool feature you get disoriented or you're not sure what's going on you push the button and boom the thing's going in a holding pattern you can gather your thoughts yeah. and figure out okay now what do i do but and didn't the first one do that as well? No, it had no kind of GPS. Yeah. Um, it did kind of okay. have have an auto land a and loiter. auto take take off with the with the uh, safe button. You could hold the button down, hit the throttle, and it would take off and and hold the wings level. And same same thing with the landing, Andre. You could hold the button down, just kill the throttle, and it came in at a perfect glide slope and it landed itself. Which I thought yeah. that's plenty good enough for you know a beginner. And last but not least, if you're really worried or in your, you're in a smaller area, it does have virtual fence. Um, you don't want it to get too far out, but with virtual fence, worry no more because it creates an invisible boundary that the plane won't fly past. When the airplane reaches this boundary, it'll automatically turn around and fly back towards the GPS initialization point, and it will wag the wings to let you know when you have control again. So, Some interesting cool features for sure for learners. Yeah. Um, while we're on the uh, Horizon Hobby E-Flight stuff, real quick, 
Also, before we go to the next topic, uh, it says Jay, he wanted to point out, he said, by the way, they are 1,700 kV motors, everyone. Oh, 1,700 kV. Just so so that's uh, 1,700 kV. Get to watch. Okay, gotcha. KV motors on the, the, on the giveaway motors. motors. Okay, cool. So. Uh, let's see. Real quick, Ultra Micro MiG-15 28-millimeter EDF jet with AS3X and Safe Select. They're, they brought back the MiG, Andre. <laughs> this was one of their first uh, Ultra Micro planes. Brought it back in a really cool silver and red scheme. Uh, the MiG-15s like yeah, are generally a really good EDF flying jet. Uh, completely assembled MiG-15, ready to go out of the box, scale-inspired trim, factory-applied graphics, powerful 13,500 kb brushless inrunner, uh, incredible stability, stability, sorry folks, incredible stability and precision of AS3X, optional use safe select flight envelope, fully engineered intake and exhaust ducting for maximum thrust, high output 28mm Delta V180, EDF system, uh, four channel, split rudder, nose wheel steering, removable landing gear, and it includes simulated gear doors. Uh, four channel to 280 milliamp two cell 30C lipo battery. And uh, if you want a really cool video, they did. Uh, if you want to go on Horizon site under the product, uh, they did a really cool video. It looks like it's about minus twenty five. The poor guys are uh, David Payne. He's bundled up like an Eskimo. It is pretty windy, but uh, I was surprised at how good, how fast, yep. and and what that little MIG could do for an ultra micro. So if you're in the market for something small and and want a jet, this is definitely something you want to look at. For yeah, sure. the, the only thing looking at it is those little scale detail guns on the front. I could just see those on a belly landing just being absolutely ripped off. Oh, yeah. I see. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. I could see that. Even some tall grass, you know, a little nose in. Yep, yep. For but, sure. And that's kind of one of the bad things. I wonder if it shows the bottom of the belly. I was just curious if they had anything on the bottom. Let's see if this is the bottom. Nope, that's the top. Because uh, a lot of times with the belly landers on the Ultra Marcos being EPP foam, EP, EPO foam, sorry, uh, you know, after quite a few belly landings, they do get beat up. So sometimes if you want to put some clear plastic tape on the bottom or something, that does really help yeah, the, out. Uh, the, the battery shoves in right behind the front nose gear as well. Mm-hmm. So Oh, on the bottom. Uh, it, looks, it looks like it's just pretty exposed foam. So, But still, I mean, you probably could catch the darn thing. Almost. I don't know. It flies pretty fast. I don't know if I'd want to catch it or not. <laughs> well, this so. looks nice. This would, you know, I've got, you know, it almost makes you want to buy a little bit, a couple more of those little expensive uh, 2S batteries, but, you know. Yeah. Yep. Mm. So, mm. Go check it I out. Love jets. Yeah. The Ultra Micro Mig. Yeah, you might as well add that to your collection, Andre. I mean, <laughs> what's another another shelf queen? Uh, <laughs> oh, oh, man. Jeez, no love this rough, week. Come rough. on. Um, a couple things from FMS. Uh, we all know Horizon Hobby now has been an FMS dealer for a while. So what they have now is a Piper J3 Cub V3. This is V3, Andre, plug and play with floats. It's a 1,400 millimeter um, J3 Cub. White and red, beautiful looking um, aircraft, I think. Uh, scale details, got the pilot figure in it, the scale engine. 
uh, really cool looking. Traditional four channel control, screw together construction, no glue required, two piece plug in wings, snap tight struts, intricate cow and engine detail, clear windows, distinctive surface features. Detailed cockpit includes a hand-painted pilot figure. That's pretty plain. It is. It's very pretty. It's very nice. Uh, Cool looking. Lightweight, durable EPO. Mm, Powerful brushless 3536 850 kV motor. Predator 40 amp brushless ESC. So it doesn't look like it's lacking on power. Direct link servo setup offers precision movement. Scale landing gear with shock absorbing articulation. Includes... Float set and water rudder for float plane conversion. And who doesn't look like a J3 Cub? They're they're like an icon. And it says like its full-size counterpart, the FMF J3 V3, 1.4 meter, has excellent handing at low speeds, versatile performance. In addition, has dedicated a significant amount of resources in making this aircraft as detailed as possible. Components such as engine, landing gear, among others, are replicated with exquisite detail by popular demand. Uh, 2200 three cell common battery, uh, and it's uh, you're ready to go. So if you're looking for a J3 Cub and something different than the normal yellow scheme, uh, check out the FMS J3 Cub plug and play 1400 millimeter. Yep, nice, nice. looking, nice. Yeah, red looking. and white. Yeah. So the the only hiccup I think we saw in this whole aircraft is guess where the battery is underneath. underneath underneath yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> no love for that but yeah. you know imagine it, it, it's funny because you almost you know to do a battery change you almost need to build something i'm sure mike experiences this with his uh oh, e-flight God, yes. uh timber right yeah you gotta flip i hate the thing flipping over. them over and then damaging yeah. the vertical stabilizer yeah, exactly you, you gotta build some kind of cradle or bring a pillow to the fields just to I change usually, your battery i yeah. usually have chris hold it while i'm yeah. trying to put the battery in i mean it's just yeah. it's such a pain in the butt right I don't know why they don't make battery installations right. on all top of all planes yeah. going forward. I agree. It's good scale detail. I'm just scrolling. especially planes with landing gear. Oh yeah, uh, that you can, you know. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, good detail though. I'm scrolling through the pictures Does they have here. Anything with the wheels? I didn't. Yeah, right here. It even has the okay. little cub like hubcaps oh, yeah, on the yeah. wheels. Okay. So it is really detailed. I, I like the looks of it. And you know you do want to do a little more with just some the fact that it's not yellow. I yeah, like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Devil come. Yeah, right. And last but not least, there is another seventeen hundred millimeter, sixty-seven inch Piper PA eighteen Super Cub by FMS Andre. I don't know if you've seen this come I out. I saw that. Now, this thing yeah. is cool. It, it looks like it's built for business. There. Exactly. <laughs> and that's what I wanted to talk about. Uh, uh, let's see. That's like for your more, uh, what do you call it, riot type people. Uh, that and some <laughs> you know, super rough ter- uh, terrain, as I'll read here in just a minute because it's really cool. A relative of the popular 1400 Miller J3, the 1700 millimeter Super Cub retains great flight characteristics while offering increased power and wingspan. Thanks to its functional flaps, high lift airfoil, rugged landing gear, and oversized balloon tires. These things, somewhere in here I read, are six, yeah, 6.25 inch oversized balloon tires, Andre. Yeah. So you would have no problem uh, flying this thing around, especially in the winter, in the ice, and the nasty snow and everything. Go up uh, to some of those picks. Uh, okay, let me read and we'll, okay. we'll jump into it. Uh, let's see. 
Super Cub has impressive short takeoff and landing stole performance, allowing to operate from almost any terrain. U- utilizing the latest FMS hardware and design, the 1700 mm PA-18 Super Cub has pre-installed ball link type push rods, integrated servo connections into the wing structure, and can be assembled very easily, no glue at all. For pilots wanting a genuine bush plane, it can also be equipped with floats. Versatile, fun, and relaxing to fly the Super Cub. Powerful 3541 750 kV outrunner motor, Predator 45 ESC, CNC metal landing gear structure. Like I said, the 6.25 oversized balloon tires, stole capable, less than three millimeters, or I'm sorry, millimeters, three, three meters, meters yeah. or 10, 10 feet uh, for takeoff. That's pretty cool. So we know in a little bit of wind, it probably just, just lifts right boop. off the ground. Yeah. Two-piece wing, horizontal stabilizer for easy transportation, high-strength carbon fiber wing spars, integrated servo connectors, screw-together assembly, large battery, ball-link push rods, two-bladed prop, functional flaps, and the optional floats. I wanted to see. Let me see. It looks want, like a black and white scheme. Is that correct? Yeah, black and white scheme. It's like ready for a rampage or something. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to find the battery, what it actually flies on. Okay, here we go. Four cell, twenty two hundred to a twenty six hundred. So you're gonna have power battery. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it, like it, it really reminds me of a, like a a shrunk down version of your Carbon Z. Yes, it really does. Yes. I agree. Hey, and here's something I like, and we all know when we're flying our high wings, we like to really fly them for a long time because they're very relaxing. Uh, according to their site, if you're flying off of a twenty two or twenty six hundred. Andre, you're going to get 10 to 15 minutes of flying time oh, man. per battery. Yeah. <laughs> that would so, be so much fun. That, yeah. Honestly, I love having the duration in the yes. air on a battery pack. That's that's the one downside for me for quads. Mm-hmm. I just I just love having longer flight times on right. a battery, right. personally. Uh, Bill Decker makes a couple points. Is everybody starting to copy the, the Durafly Tundra? Uh, check out the FMS Kingfisher 2. Now, I will say uh, when we were out with Chloe... Andre, she brought out the Kingfisher, and mm. you know that was a plane that eh, we kind of looked at it and talked about it a little bit. But I'll be honest, after seeing it in person and seeing the quality and how well it's built, I was very, very impressed with the Kingfisher. Um, cool. So that is, yeah, uh, that is something that. I, uh, I, it's funny because they've got uh, of the three high wings. The Kingfisher is the one to me that looks the most comical or goofy like if, with the color scheme yes compared to these two planes I, these, yes. these two planes are just gorgeous you know like the the uh, they just the kingfisher kind of has uh you know like it's it's you know it's orange and blue and it's got mm-hmm. more of a you know it, actually it's very tundra like in its yes. look yeah um, i agree with you i agree very tundra like but man as far as quality, though, looking at this thing and talking to Chloe, man, if if thing is really well built and takes a beating, like even just the landing gear on the bottom, it's it was so heavy duty built, like overbuilt. Uh, so yeah. it's a, it's just a plane you want you could take out and beat the daylights out of it, and you really wouldn't have to worry about anything. You know, obviously, it's, and it's, it's funny because they're all within twenty, thirty dollars of each other as far as you know, two hundred dollars for the for the J three, two twenty for the uh, the Kingfisher, and then two thirty for the uh, seventeen hundred mil Piper. So right, you know, right, and you know, obviously, I would go for the bigger one. You know, for, a four cell twenty two hundred are, are getting relatively cheap, so why not go with the bigger yeah. plane? Where's the battery yeah. bay on this one? Um, is it underneath or on top? 
I'm not sure. We're going to scroll. I know we were discussing that, so I was just yeah. curious. I love the looks of it. If if anything, this plane here looks are a lot like the um, the original. Fun yeah, Fun Cub. There you go. Thank you, Andre. Uh, let me scroll through and see if we can find the underneath a little bit. See if we can see. I think it's underneath, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. I would almost bet it is, but I'm not. A, I, can't I don't tell see either. anything to where I depict the top. Yeah, being. still looking. I think the um, yeah, I'm I'm on FMS site. I'm looking to. I think. Oh, it's hard to tell. It doesn't. Uh, I think there's a seam line. I think it's just like uh, the, the Fun thing. Cub. And the and, and everything where the where the front canopy the uh, the okay. the front windscreen pops out. Right. I think. Oh, that would be nice uh, if that was the case. The the funny thing is talking about uh, the Tundra. Looking at this seventeen hundred millimeter, the the landing gear looks just like the Tundra setup with the springs, springs and everything yeah. underneath. Yeah. Um, yeah. And again, just looking at pictures and assuming to myself, Are there, look at that and see if you see any seams. Uh, Boy, it's really Boy, it hard like to tell. A bay underneath. I too. think Andre's right. No, if you look it's up, top. It's top. Okay, there's a little uh, notch, and, and then other people are mentioning that as well. Okay. Awesome. So, yeah. Absolutely great. Yeah. And I'm, I'm guessing this plane, Andre's probably going to fly a little bit slower, more scale like, slow flight capabilities. Uh, looking at the, through the pictures, the landing gear is probably not going to be quite as tough as like the Kingfisher. Um, mm -hmm. that I've seen, yeah. but as far as terrain wise and then huge giant tires and everything, it does uh, have a bird scheme on it of some sort, yeah, raven or raven. Some raptor or something. Uh, this this plane here would be a lot of fun just to tinker with, you know, something to go fly in the wind, uh, and have fun with. I bet it is fun, yeah. So we know we love our high wings, so yeah. Maybe, I know we just can't get away, it'd be nice, yeah, for sure, yeah. Uh, so there you have it. Uh, that's the FMS 1767. That's 67 inch, 60. That's to me a nice size. A nice size. I do too. You, you yeah. know, it's not too big. You, you still can't have to take the wings the off to transport. Yeah. yeah. Um, some of us do, maybe. I could just squeeze that because I can fit the. Um, uh, the C-130 in the back of my, my truck. So Are you serious? Yeah, it fits. Oh, so I don't wow. have to take the wings off. And you're talking in the back, like the trunk area? Or no, like no, no. In, the, in the back seat. I fold the seats up. Oh, my. Oh, okay. Yeah, so I don't have to take anything apart. But anything bigger than, than that, the C-130, yeah. I got to take the wings off. So like my, my carbon, carbon Z Cub, yeah. I yeah, hardly fly that thing anymore. Just because of the transport yes, purposes. Exactly. So. Well, since we're still kind of on Horizon yeah. Hobby, I wanted to show my purchase. Yeah, I so could, we, I could not resist. Even if I never fly it, this is one of my obviously put on F4F right Wildcat, and I got the Ultra Micro. Um, flight Test had a, a great special discount on it at the time, and I'm like, you know what? I just I uh, went ahead and made the purchase. I haven't flown it yet, but uh, just looking at it, I it's a Wildcat. My, yeah, it's one, it's one of my favorites. So that could be so, a, just a shelf queen. Well, Mike, huh? I, I'll probably fly. Yeah, it. I, I got to try this thing out. <laughs> I have my shelf queen, the larger one. So yeah, I, maybe this is the one I could beat up more. Yeah, there you go. There you have go. fun with. Yeah, but it looks nice. It is beautiful looking. For Do you sure. have it on the camera? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll oh put I it, see it. I'll I put it up now. there even more. No, I got it. You got it. But it, like I said, they had a really good. I don't know what I paid for it, but it was it was definitely it was like eighty versus, bucks, eighty was, bucks or it something. Was, it was too good to yeah. let pass by. Right. So. Mm -hmm. 
And then just wanted if, to share that. I don't buy a lot anymore, but when I do, it's, <laughs> I yeah. want to share it on our show. And then, of course, obviously the iX12, which I was really shocked that one well, day you were like, I, ah, it's a, I'm buying it. And you know what? I haven't even opened it. It says it needs like firm, like on, on the display, there's a little sticker that says make sure to update firmware. Uh-huh. I haven't even. Oh, I haven't that just char- makes sense. For I haven't, I haven't yeah. charged it. I haven't even really. Mm-hmm. I mean, I opened it to look at it a little bit, but it, I bought it in September and I haven't even touched it. And I, I teased, I teased Chris. I'm like, now you get to program, transfer all the programs, all my specialty programs for all my planes into this one. Because <laughs> you yeah. made that comment way back. You probably don't even remember. <laughs> yeah, I went all my good, good code in there. Yeah. <laughs> for all my planes right. um, i'm just teasing you because that would that's going to be a painstaking thing for me to do but it, i got but, uh, to, i got to tinker around with uh chloe's ix12 and i know for a little she bit. likes it yeah. frank oh, loves his they, they were both telling me you got to get one so I, I haven't heard anything negative maybe there's some negative stories out there but i'm like i don't think it's a purchase i'm going to regret at no all. not at all i I'll absolutely be able it. to use telemetry and tim yes. morell if you're listening <laughs> i'll probably be able to use your uh what is that called for your telemetry oh, Vero meter. So yeah. I, I asked Vero-meter. Chris, I'm like, would you mind if I got that back and yep. put it in my radio? And I would love to yep. uh, glide and, and hear when I'm catching thermals. Yep. And so yep. I, I'm so I can't wait. And yeah. I know this radio will be able to handle that. Obviously. Yeah. And then and then some. Right. So. Yeah. I'm glad you got that. You it's it's you're going to love it. Uh, Absolutely I love so. it. It's I so easy so. and nice. I was to well overdue to get a transmitter. Yeah. It was and, and they had and I used our code. It was the RC after hours 10% code. And yep. there may have been another code that I added to it because you can double. That's one thing I wanted to point out. Yes, double code. A lot of times you can use multiple codes and keep keep knocking that price down. Right, so right. It was very, very nice. Yeah. Uh, Andre, that's a good good thing. Turbo Beaver versus FMS 1700 millimeter. Now, I, I don't know. That's a good one. The Turbo Beaver actually is a little older technology. Everything, you know, that plane's been around for many, many years. They just kind of changed the cow on it, uh, you know, made it a, a turbo prop. But other than that, I don't think the aircraft has really changed that much. So it's pretty, pretty old. Uh, where the mm-hmm. FMS, I think, is a little bit newer technology. Um, the only thing I would really like the Turbo Beaver for is the lights, probably. Um, but other than that, yeah. I, I would probably take the, the FMS over over the Turbo Beaver for sure. I, I have my seventeen hundred mil high wing anyhow, so it's yes. like right, you know, which I just slapped on some giant skis onto it. So when I do actually get out flying, I'm going to test that out versus the the landing gear because I found last year, especially with the six S pack in the uh, in the the, uh, the Grand Tundra, oh, that thing yeah, the was GT, ridiculous. Um, it, it would come in and the tires would just like. And, yeah. you know, it was carnage. So I said, okay, let's try some skis. If I put floats on that thing, I thought about ordering the floats. But if I put floats on it, I don't think it would fit in the car because I think it would stand too tall. Mm-hmm. And I got to, you know, so the next car is going to be a hatchback. But that's uh, that's that's a while away. So we'll try skis. Uh, and I put skis on a couple different airplanes just for kicks. And yep. uh, we'll get them going, right? So. Yeah. All right, folks, there you I have, have it. a few more things oh, go ahead. to say before we wrap up. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> now, these are off the topic. These are squirrel-type moments, but I um, did finally get my deer, and I got it on film. Yeah. So it's, I'm going to show Chris afterwards oh, okay. the shot and everything. And I was so – it's it's not much to look at antler-wise, but it's big. I call it big and ugly. Yeah. He's definitely a mature buck, and I was tickled pink to actually yeah. cash out yeah. on him this season. And then um, my, I was able to get my dad some permission. He got a nice buck in the gun season last Thursday. 
And then I also helped my cousin recover a deer that he had got. So it was a good all around deer good. hunting season for my family and just wanted to share that. And cause that is passion, my passion yeah. too. And I know it's a little off RC hobby yeah. thing. And one other thing I wanted to point out is I lost some weight with all this heaving and stuff. I did. You do look quite a bit oh skinnier, Mike. I'm say. going into the next hole. And I'm wow. like, what a diet program. Yeah. You, know, you get this violently sick and heave 20 times and oh, don't eat geez. for a couple of weeks, man. It's amazing Wow, how much weight you can lose. Yeah, It'll probably all come flooding back after while well, you saw I uh, donuts in this morning. Yeah, <laughs> I know. My appetite back. Yeah. Uh, Adam wanted to know, uh, did you kill it with an RC plane? No, I saw that. Someone <laughs> shared that, though where they are like yeah, you're doing it. The I think it was Andre he sent me a, a post he's like Mike you're doing it all wrong yeah. you need to do this with all this <laughs> stuff right. so I gotta chuck all that but uh so I just wanted to share what, what's been going on a little bit with me and obviously we're getting ready for the holidays and yep. decorating now yep. and I bought a, another Christmas or artificial Christmas tree last <laughs> night got that set up so <laughs> now I gotta go do lights uh, we got our chores um, set out for the rest of the day so. alright so anyway uh, again real quick before we do quit the show here uh, don't forget we're doing the motor giveaway from get fpv so just in case i'm just gonna run over over again real quick send us in an email we want to hear your best quad crash story hopefully with some pictures and videos you're giving away a set of uh quad motors we're, what were they the zip motors i believe uh 1700 kv zip motors uh ideally for a five or six inch quad so we're gonna let that go for a couple weeks for the next show send them into rc after hours podcast at gmail.com and we're gonna read through them and pick the best one and we'll send them out to you uh let's see real quick patreon if anybody's out there if you like the show or you're spreading the you word or whatever it. and you want to help us out go to patreon.com slash rc after hours and help us out even again we've said a hundred times a dollar helps us out you know everybody all our listeners would give us a dollar that would really help us out thank you guys thank you you to the listeners get us more planes in here to review uh and uh we'll see you know how that goes so please go help us out i hope everyone has a nice uh christmas or holiday season and people i've been thinking of is chad capper mike finley Mm -hmm. adam drain i think of you guys i miss seeing you oh yeah out so just want to give a couple shout outs to some of my friends i've been thinking about when i've been down and ill a little bit yeah (laughs) and and also for everybody listening you guys get three shows this month this is the one we got another one coming up and then on the 30th we're probably going to have our year in review show and i should be a regular hopefully going forward if if you'll have me (laughs) and uh we'll talk about what plane we pick for plane of the year and what we like for products for the year so and next show i'm sure we're going to have a guest i'm not 100 percent sure who but we will have a guest for our next show i get chad on at some point i know and i miss my buddy david vindas yes we haven't talked to david for a while so maybe at the beginning of the new year we'll get David See on. See what he's been yeah. up to. So there you have it. Uh, thanks for Jay McKinnis from Get FPV yes, for coming on. You. A lot of good knowledge there. Nice to finally speak to yeah. someone with our sponsor. Exactly. So, all right, and that's it for the show. Thanks for joining us. We see will you see you here in a couple weeks. It's good to be back. Bye.